cliffcentral.com. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I am MKT. Electrifying weekend. Uh, a guy in Formula One nearly died. Uh, he's a knight. That was electrifying after a Dutch Austrian born guy tried to race his car over his helmet. Electrifying stuff. Absolutely cracking weekend. Our supporter died from Portugal, came back to Manchester United. Uh, changed the whole game there uh, Did his thing Two goals No problems Cristiano Ronaldo Back in the mix Obviously Man United Winning the treble And possibly winning the PSL In one <laughs> season We know Man United fans Are going to be going berserk um, So I've, I've made an executive call um, And before we get to this executive call James we might as well start with you uh, A little bit of pre-chatting here uh, About health And uh, diets And uh, people changing their lives uh, You've gone and uh, done the most most responsible thing you may have done in uh, 2021 uh, James has gone and had a haircut uh, which took forever I mean James you've, you've made some life choices and um, you know are you it's important in life how you feel uh, James it is important how you feel in life how you feeling pal you looking like you look uh, just your thoughts on health and in general um, I feel and look good I'm now looking at myself on this this screen <laughs> and I see I have short hair and I'm not wearing a cap and the beard's kind of trim. I don't even recognize myself, first of all. And there's no card in this camera. Um, there is no card in this camera. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, to tell us more about your feelings, uh, how you look. Has anybody responded that you, you love or care about in terms of looking good? Uh, not an awful lot of people have seen that I've gotten the haircut and all this stuff. So it's just kind of like the the people that have seen it, it's accepted. What's your mom saying? Because she's obviously somebody who raised you, um, obviously, again, worked her hands to the bone, gave you a private school education, and you just don't care because you want to be that guy living his life. At the moment, though, you are looking somewhat respectable. Uh, Just any feedback from the woman who uh, not only gave you nine months of living uh, without any rent paid, uh, but also continued to to give you sort of sensitivity and schooling, and all she asks is that you shave and cut your hair, but you haven't cared for about uh, six months. Any response from her? Um... She still doesn't believe that I've gotten a haircut and shaved and stuff. Um, but I have told her that sometimes this black and white filter does make it look like... No, that's not what it is. What okay, it is. all right, that's not what it is. Uh, I've, I've heard enough. It's the fact that you haven't shaved in eight months. That's why you look absolutely horrendous, considering how handsome you are in real life. So, all right, James, thanks for nothing there. Terrible, terrible. Trying to justify your behavior. Okay, another man who has justified the most unspeakable thing. Uh, man United fan, St. David's guy. Uh... A Zulu guy, which is still tricky because your tribe did try and burn this whole country down uh, just because of Jacob Gezakegis, I'm sure Lozi Zuma getting sick, going to prison. Uh, but otherwise, all around, handsome guy, nice guy. Senses Teba, what's happening, pal? Nothing much, my man. Like, what's wrong with you? Do you? What do you mean? Do you try to get people angry on a Monday? Oh, is, it, is it a lie that... Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's do it simple for you. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Was KwaZulu Natal shut down for a while because they tried to burn everything down? Well, they, yeah. Yeah? They so did. the majority of the people who live in KwaZulu-Natal are from what tribe? <sighs> oh, so you're not going to answer that? Anyway. Okay. Well, how was your so, weekend? And I'm the bad how was, How's your weekend? No, I had a great time. I had a great time, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, got a haircut, trained oh, a little see. bit, you know. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, just living my best life, you know what I'm saying? I can see you, my man. Yeah. Hola. I'm feeling... <laughs> uh, by the way, we were discussing this as well, being... There are different versions of black. I mean, you are maybe the most watered-down version, along with myself and people you know of blackness. Uh, I like that. Even the way you said hola didn't sound... You know what I mean? Okay, it's fine. You know what I mean? I try to be a nice guy, but uh, clearly I see you on the wallpaper. I try to be a nice guy. 
lets you know uh, everything. Sindel, good to have you. Likewise, thanks. Uh, should get a haircut. I mean, you should. Um, folks, Bro, I'm built different. I'm built different. I'm, I'm not. I'm not you. There's the only guy who hasn't got a haircut in the whole crew. Imagine uh, of the core staff is Sensor Stever letting the team down. But hey, what you gonna do, Saint David's been I'm letting. Just let, I'm just let you guys look. Give you guys the spotlight. Let you guys. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah, you know what it is, Doc. Okay. Because once I start, ho ho. Oh, boy, oh, it's boy. over for you, Red boy, Rover. Oh boy. All right. That's what it is. You know, the man next to him, a new face, um, a guy who. Let's hope uh, I'm good enough as a client, so he'll be taking, uh, he'll be trying to work with the mediocrity that is my body and uh, sort of my mindset, and we'll try and take it to another level. Uh, a man who has represented uh, Vitz Robertsham uh, is South Africa's version of less BBW though, uh, more of a trim Ashley Cole kind of look. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's um, you know it's something that I want to do, and maybe before I introduce him, I should say. Uh, so I'm big on health lifestyle and I mean being an athlete or trying to be an athlete is not always actually the healthiest way to live because you start to push the extremes but I do like uh, sort of getting a health mindset going uh, exercise going I, I love it you know and I am just like uh, you know the Catholics will tell you about Jesus I will tell you about exercise that because it's all I know it's what I love and I think uh, more people need to hear about it especially in the Republic of South Africa I cannot speak for other countries but boy oh boy oh boy do we need uh, an intervention so I thought you know what it's not just about body shaming it's about getting the, the, the week off to the right start so ladies and gentlemen uh, a guy who yeah very 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 much resented by me because he's a better footballer than I ever was uh, Brad Phillips uh, Brad what's happening Paul yeah, what's going on Good. yeah how are you doing, Brad? Good to have you here. Maybe uh, we should start off with what you do for a living, how you title yourself. Okay. Extremely good looking, by the way. I also resent you and Senza for that. Makes me look bad. Please stop lying to Senza. Ho, ho, ho. All right. All right. It's that kind of Monday. Keep the gloves on, Senza. Yeah. That's fine. No, My hands are right here. <laughs> okay. So I'm an exercise physiologist. Um, been working in private practice for the last, I'd say, about eight years now. Uh-huh. And literally, the second I took my boots off, I fell into work working within a sports medicine center. Um, a lot of people don't know what exercise physiology is. Um, it's basically the study of how your body functions within totality. So, like most exercise physiologists will deal with, uh, they'll function as scientists, true scientists. Uh, cardiac and lung function, they will deal with people coming out of disease. Um, helping them back into normality. Yeah. Um, my focus is that, but then I also like to focus on uh, biomechanics as well. Um, taking individuals from injury through to full performance. Um, yeah, that's that's more or less where my, my head's at. Yeah. Right. Uh, the reason why my approach is a little different to what most scientists are, is just purely because I don't like to look at things under a microscope and that you don't isolate um, if there's an injury or disease, you don't isolate that and then try and function around it. You tend to work uh, with the body as a whole. Yeah. And that's always my approach. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Brad, I hope to have you in here as a... I, I want to start Mondays off because I always hear people saying they have the Monday blues. Mm. I've, I, like, I, I haven't had that, that in eight years. I just absolutely love getting cracking. Uh, so it, it's great to have you here. Dude. It's a different energy. It's somebody who... Because everyone says, oh, bro, I'm starting gym, bro. Like, okay, yeah. well, that's not that interesting. How long are you going to keep it up for? And yeah. to have you here every Monday, 
Oaks can choose whether to join us or not. And, you know, I want somebody in here who fills the space, uh, unlike me, who just says exercise. You actually know what that means, what that mm. looks like. Healthy, sustainable. Yep. It's not just you running your mouth like I do. It's it's a matter of I want people to hear from experts, you know. Yep. And I don't, like, I'm a, I think I'm a bad advert because once I get on my train, I get going. I'm not a very sensitive person. But uh, the difference between you and me is you have the knowledge and you're a good person. That is the difference between us. So I, I, I look forward to having your energy and Brad. And, and thanks so much, bro. Awesome. I'm keen to be here. Yeah. Cool. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right. Listen, uh, as I do every Monday, I'll tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. And uh, myself, Brad, Senzo will go, uh, go through what was a cracking weekend. We'll do some social media. And then uh, later on, we do have um, the Formula One uh, that is coming up uh, after the break. We've got uh, Spike Ballantyne, who... <laughs> Man, man, oh man, what a race. What a, what a whole situation uh, that went down there. All right. Welcome. You can give me that music. Uh, we can get straight into it. Uh, I'll start off with uh, where I was right. What a great weekend, by the way, in sport. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just an incredible, incredible weekend um, for sport. And I, I really, I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved everything about what happened. Um Particularly Cristiano Ronaldo. So let's start off with where I was right. Uh, where I was right, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's it's not even about the results. Um, I think Cristiano Ronaldo will bring the intensity. You know, when you bring people into rooms who where there's just expectation. I mean, not just his resume is they're gonna get there and he's at practice already because he's not changing that now. Cristiano Ronaldo is going to bring an intense intensity that hasn't existed at Man United for eight years, and I love that for Manchester United as much as most of the world hates it. Is Cristiano Ronaldo will bring an intensity whether you like it or not. That is non-negotiable. That comes with excellence, and I was dead right there. You saw it on the weekend. Is at one-one. Uh, let's turn it up here, gentlemen. And he he did what's best. Uh, where I was wrong is. I also saw that Man United are not ready to win. And that's going to be interesting to watch because there were slumps in that Newcastle game where I'm like, what's happening? You're playing Newcastle at home. I need a little more. I need a little more because you've spent the money now and you've got Pogba and you've got Bruno and you still aren't squeezing them. Uh, and that's a maturity process. Ronaldo said it himself. So I, I was wrong. I thought he'd also bring that immediate cutthroat. But that takes time. Um, I was wrong there. Where I was right, uh, the Arsenal are in proper trouble. Because I watched the Norwich game, I watched the whole game, and it's embarrassing how close it was with Norwich. Norwich missed two sitters. By the way, they should have been 2-0 up in the first half. Ugh. Ugly. Uh, even towards the end, it's a cracking game against Norwich. Now, come on. But I was right. They're in big trouble. Where I was wrong, Damari Gray, listen, I, he's had an attitude problem for a long, long time. Those types of players will. It, it just happens, right? Damari Gray has come in, though, two goals. Uh, three games. Maybe Rafa is the guy for him. Settle him down. Give him a formation where they can absorb that. Rafa, of course, tactically brilliant. And what Rafa will always give his attacking players is a platform. You saw what he did for Gerard and for, for uh, in his time. Is will create a base for you to be off the leash. Damari Gray seems to be benefiting there. Uh, two goals, three games. Where I was right. Um, cricket is an amateur organization because they're telling me they're canceling the Test match, right, for COVID. But then cancel the IPL. India's struggling more than anybody maybe on the planet. No, no, no. No, it's, it's about the money. What's happening? You, you, what? A, a mess. You can't cancel a test match uh, and then have IPL. That, that I mean, teams are traveling. It's going to be moving and grooving in India. Uh, it's an absolute amateur organization. I'm, I'm just, I'm over cricket for now. I may not watch another game for the rest of the year. And I do love cricket. Where I was wrong, Romelu Lukaku, uh, a double. Um, I'm still not sure 
But okay, it's now what Chelsea were missing. You saw it. Uh, the two goals are clinical. It's power. It's pace. It's finishing. It's <laughs> Paulo Diaz calls it Liverpool selfishness. Lukaku has that thing. Whereas Werner is actually looking to pass the ball. He wants to create for other people. Lukaku is a number nine. Liverpool selfishness at work. Uh, where I was right. No backs on the timer. Uh, I don't like the COVID stuff. He's not for everybody. Uh, the great Sir Alex Ferguson saying to Vidic, I want this guy to come in because I need that intensity for our guys to see it. All those years ago uh, when Vidic arrived, he said, bring your friend over there to talk to our guys. Novak's an all-timer, and he's not the most talented guy. He's worn everybody down now. It's, it's what Novak's uh, done is, I will outlast you. That's what he's done. I will outlast you. And it's the way he plays tennis. Because if you look, he's got the nerdy double backhand. I, I can't stand it. But he'll do it on the slide. He'll make you play that extra shot. And it, it, you know what? His greatness is that his, his whole persona is I'll outlast you. Tennis, life, uh, look, look what he's done now. Right, he lost last night. That's fine. That's fine. But he will be back. Uh, the great Novak Djokovic. Where I was wrong. Calendar slam's not happening. I thought he was unstoppable. I thought he'd win the Golden Slam. I thought he'd go to the Olympics and, and just walk it. Play it left-handed and not even bother. Uh, but I did pick the wrong Ev because Medvedev yesterday delivering... Uh, I thought Zverev was the next kid. But my God, these new kids, Tsitsipas, they're going to give him a hard time. But they pushed him and I was wrong on that one. Uh, lastly, where I was right... Um, international football just can't scan the whole thing the Brazil-Argentina thing sucks for everyone it sucks for football sucks for Brazilians sucks, sucks for Argentines because what does it do? it reinforces the stereotype that Brazil and Argentina are a mess bad for South America bad for the product bad for local economy uh, it's like ugh, what's going on in Brazil? please don't think the world's not seeing that and I know we always think about ourselves but people are going oh what's going on in Brazil? what a mess cancel my trip we have other places to go I'm going to Zanzibar so International football sucks. It's and it's not because the football sucks. It's because FIFA sucks. Like simple. Sorry, can it? Let's just play club football. Because you know what I want? I want players to get paid. I don't want players being embarrassed on international television. That's not the players' fault. That's nerds and politicians getting involved. That's what happened there. Uh, I, I'm not into it. I'm sorry. It's it's an absolute mess. Where I was wrong. I'll finish off on this one. Um, the box loss to Australia. I mean, come on, let's. Come on. Maybe it's because of the dangerous animals there. Uh, the the Lalong, which we, we've cleared up, was just a massive crocodile. It's, yeah, but that thing was the size of a dinosaur, dude. It was a massive, massive crocodile. It was a crocodile is a dinosaur. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's exactly. So, like, so that works. A crocodile is a dinosaur. Yeah, but that, that, that thing was like three of me. Okay, that's not that big. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Yeah, that's, well, how tall are you? One, seven, eight? One, 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 eight, oh. One eight, I mean, that's... You're not Edwin van der Sar. I didn't say I was, but... Three of you. I mean, that's just a standard crocodile. Okay, cool then. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. James, a Lalong. Uh, the Lalong. You cleared it up. Um, it sounded like a, a breed uh, of animal, but it's actually just a massive crocodile named Lalong. Australians, the most ridiculous namers of anything in the world? Um, all, all of what you've just said is correct. Yep. Um, it is... A terrifying looking animal as yep. well as the name is just bizarre kookaburra the, the, you, you know kookaburra that's a bird yeah ridiculous well, it's Australia's. also the the name of the the cricket company right <laughs> sorry the, the, cricket the cricket company, company. Came first yeah came first so, so tell me about that yeah what came first the bird or the bat <laughs> The classic, uh, yeah, the, the this classic, is the classic conundrum, huh? It is the, the one six, bird or the bird, the, the one six four, <laughs> the one six four or the bird. 
One six four is a measurement of a, the size of a cricket ball. By the way, James, you have no idea about that because four you, piece. You, you stopped. Uh, you stopped playing when? To a horse. Uh, grade six or seven, I think. Why did you stop cricket? Did you know uh, twenty years ahead that they turn it into a mess? Uh, yeah, yep, that's the reason. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable, James. Great face, yeah. by the way. You, you Thank look so you. Good shape. Um, <laughs> listen. Brad, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you support Manchester United for all your sins. Uh, your thoughts on that, the vibe? Uh, I mean, it's it's been a long time since there was a feel-good factor with United. Oh, definitely, man. That, the cool thing that I think he, he brings now is, you've said intensity, but now everyone else has to step up because no one has had the balls to step up. Yeah. I mean, Bruno's tried a few times. Yeah. Um, Harry, um, let's not talk about Harry, actually, ever. <laughs> Sorry, that's the last time his name comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, but no one's brought that little bit of fighting spirit. And this guy does it. He, he fights purely with himself yeah. just to make sure that he can beat himself yeah. the next time he does something. It's incredible. And actually, watching this weekend, you could somewhat see it in, in patches. Even Pogba. Pogba was doing all kinds of crazy things because of it. Mm, so mm. It, um, it's amazing to see. Yeah. Was, Listen, you're in performance. You, you know, like, if you're talking about, even if it's just, your classic citizen just recovering from something, you know what I mean? Mm. Is what do you, how often do you see people like Ronaldo hit that wall and just get comfortable, you know, or unlike Ronaldo, sorry, is that, you know, a lot of people are going to come back to you, mm. okay, my knee's fine. Is I, I just, I love his mindset of it's never enough. But yeah. even, in, even in your practice, I mean, how many people do you see with that mindset? Like they get there and then they just fall off. Jeez, you, you see it all the time, man. A lot of the time, if you if you out of sight, yeah. that's when people stop doing what they they need to. So small things like I'll I'll do little reinforcements and I'll say the same thing to them over and over again. And even if they're doing the thing that I'm telling them to do, I'll say it even more so. Just so you you try and imp- just plant something in their heads because majority of the time, people don't like to think while they're working yeah. and they don't like to push beyond a certain point. They get lazy. We're we're made to get lazy. Yeah. I mean, that is what it is. Four cups of, um, four sugars in a cup of tea over yeah. here. I mean, let's so. talk about that, Senzo. Uh, we were just talking before the show um, about you having four cups uh, or four, uh, sugars, four, four, four sugars cups of your, sugar. With your cup, yeah. I mean, you might as well. No. You might as well. You, you might as well have four cups uh, with any. It's so really just that sugar thing, are you going to, are you going to stop or you just. Nah, bro. What's Because well, you guys say so. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I should cut down actually. Actually, guys. No, but right. now you're saying it. No, no, no. You're you're right. Will you cut? Down? Yes, I will. All right, but now you've said it. Now Brad's here. Of course, so I will. We can test this, by the way. Of course, you can. We can. I mean, we can do blood tests. Of course, you can. And I don't want you because you're a good guy. I don't want you to be a liar. Not. So you. Are, so you can cut down, or you're going to cut down? Because now it's now we need to get done. Let's get into it. Do you want me to cut down? Uh, Mr. Sense, how, how does your who, who's the guy that does the commission? <laughs> uh, Judge Zond. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sesep, will you be uh, cutting down on the sugar? Uh, listen, chair. I don't want to say anything that might incriminate okay. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew that's where we were gonna go. No, no, no. no I will cut down. All right. I mean, I'm not going to force you to make. No, promises. no, 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 no. You put me on a public platform, so now. So now, what? what you have I'll, to do it. Do okay. Well, I mean, since we're here now, so what sort of timeline are we talking about? Because you, you, you give me a timeline. So let's say, I mean, by the end of the year, I think it's reasonable for you to be doing one sugar. Cool. Because I, I, I. That's fine. You know, everyone commits. Brad, Brad, I'm sure you see this all the time, yeah, where non-stop. people say, "Oh, I'm stopping booze." Yeah. It's like no, no, no. It's just you don't need ten beers. 
And if you do want to stop, it's what? Ten beers? Cut it to four? That's exactly two. it. No, of course. You but still have to live, man. Still have to live. And that's fine. Listen. Yeah. You hold, you, you're holding me to a standard and yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. You know who did ex- accept the challenge? Cristiano Ronaldo. Your guy is back. Um, of course, Doc. Now your phone uh, went uh, AWOL. So you, you didn't, but I got another phone. But you like didn't yeah. pester all of us with your memes. Yeah, like, was, imagine if you had. Um, I was waiting for James. Eh? <laughs> I was like, damn it. Where were you? Who did you watch the game with? I watched it with a very close friend. Okay. Uh, yeah. So guys going bananas. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Your feelings. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's back. We even did the whole celebration. Oh, let's go. What, in the house? Yeah, of course. That's awesome. How big is this guy's house? That's reasonable. Wealthy guy, huh? Hang around. He's doing okay with himself. Do you roll with the, the, the rich guys? No, no, no. You did go to school in Elova. Oh, you? my goodness. It's not about me. Oh, we are talking to you. So, hey, good for you for having wealthy friends. But Cristiano Ronaldo, the guy, is... No, it's sensational. Is he, but, is... but, you, but what Brad said, like, he's, he's right. Because now somebody is, is the alpha dog. And now, because before... Guys were trying to force to be the alpha dog, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now it's like natural. We all know it. It's that guy. You know what I mean? And, that's... Ooh, and what are we thinking? Huh? Say it. Because I, I can... Uh, what, what, what do you think I'm going to say? No, what are you thinking? Let's, let's hear it. What do you think I'm thinking? He came back. He scored two goals. United are feeling good. Ronaldo. No, but we like still... Like 1% not... body fat. No, listen. There's still a lot to do. Because did you see... Did you see the goal that we conceded? I did, did see, see the goal. Did you see what Harry Maguire was doing? <laughs> he was sitting on his bum. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Before they rob him of the captaincy, they'll say, Chief, the thing's too heavy for you. Just give a chair. Let me show it. Let me show you how it's done. What's a bigger thing than Ronaldo coming back and playing is the fact that Fred didn't start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually the reason why they won. Yeah. But I don't know. But you're right, though, because the thing is, like, now it's guys are elevating to mm. another level because now they know with you. Um, it's, it's real now. This, this guy's here and this guy doesn't accept um, mediocrity. Yeah. The, you, you know what the tough part I'm looking forward to seeing is that unfortunately Cristiano Ronaldo is as much as he's the guy is he's not 23 year old Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. who can run up and down is that as much as he brings that intensity like there's nothing he can do to be Sancho you know yeah. you can see Sancho's just a different guy give me the ball in fact he should be playing South African football Sancho the way he, <laughs> you know he likes to stand on it and what happens when it's 1-0 down and Sancho doesn't want to get back? Because Ronaldo, at 23, is getting the ball, playing a 1-2 from the edge of his own box. Sure. And, and Brad, you know, you've, you've played at this level. It's like, when you've got that guy and he's the best player, which mm. is what made, I think, Ronaldo first time round for United. It's just, yeah. I don't know if they've ever had one like him. Not only is he the alpha, Ballon d'Or, but he's the hardest working guy. Is That's so rare. You, you know from football, the yeah, talented yeah, guys definitely. are... It's, but also, do you think about... So you're mentioning his age and a few other things. If you look at what he is, he's he just happened to he's not happened to he didn't fall upon it. But I mean, he's created a space where he's always sitting um, at the best version of himself. So he knows exactly what he he can give to the sport. Yeah, a guy like Jaden, Jaden still doesn't know what type of football he is just yet, and you can yeah. tell that with his first game. Um, barely went past the uh, play. I guess I guess it's also got to do with the fact that. He's getting used to a team and a few other things. Maybe he doesn't have that confidence yet. But if he loses the ball, a guy like Cristiano, and I'll mention Bruno again, they will jump on his back. Yeah. And he deserves it. Yeah, also, yeah. you're 21 years old. Yeah, you, you're earning big money, but you're still a youngster in a squad as big as Man United. Hey, and that intensity is not for everybody. It yeah, really isn't. Uh, I think Man United has learned that, you know, it was... The most interesting one I was talking to somebody on the weekend was about the Schweinsteiger signing, you know, mm-hmm. is Basti wasn't that guy anymore. But 
it's he'd come from Bayern Munich where that intensity is all the time. Mm. Like we won, no, we expected. Let's get back in the change room. When mm. he arrived, it was probably so weird for him to be patching things up that he wasn't the same player he was. And then now also, where's the thing, guys? Like, are we here to win or play? And and I'm interested to see how it unfolds with Ronaldo because I, I think. And I was talking to uh, one of my mentors. I was at his house yesterday, and he was just talking about legendary people and somebody who mentored him. Was that we don't appreciate just what it takes to be Cristiano Ronaldo mm. until it's gone, because mm. then you'll see the vacuum. Mm. Like everyone's going nuts about Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland is nothing on what Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I'm sorry, I don't care how much you hate sure. Manchester United. Mm. If you saw Cristiano Ronaldo, 21 to 23, those animal. two years, just. Different animal. I, I like Haaland. I, I really, really like him. But Ronaldo, that was unplayable. But the thing is, like, to be doing it for a long time, like, you know, you think of it, you're like, okay, this guy's doing it. And he does it again. Mm. And again. And again. And again. And again. It's relentless. He is. But that's the word. It's relentless. Well, the it thing, the it thing keeps changing. Yeah. Which is good. So it's like... every. Most other footballers, they are what they are. They they turn not just footballers, sportsmen in general. They've got that certain X factor that makes them who they are. They mm. don't change, and they don't step out of that mold. Yeah, yeah. He just keeps adapting to what his model is. He knows that. Well, I'm not the person who's going to run past people now, even though he did it once or twice over the weekend. He's not going to try and do 15 stepovers. But what he's perfected now is movement in the box. Yeah, making sure that he's always sitting on the defender's shoulder. And he's attacking that goalkeeper. But do you know what, what hits me about it? It's like, okay, the guy knows where the ball is going to be. Like, second ball. You, you know Ronaldo's going to be. You know, like, after the keeper fumbled the first goal, hmm. you, you, you knew that, okay, this guy's going to be there. Even for his second goal, Shaw didn't have to do anything. He said, okay, here, yeah, this guy's going to be at the end of it. Now, having said that, I was watching uh, Liverpool Leeds yesterday, and I saw the difference between very good and world-class. Uh, Patrick Bamford has a very similar ball play to him. Hmm where that first touch, and he just doesn't, Ronaldo, that first touch. L- listen, if you haven't played the game at a proper level, yeah. that touch by Ronaldo from Luke Shaw yeah. is so special it. because he, he's, he's flying already. That first touch to kiss it, eliminate the defender because yeah. that touch takes the defender yeah. out of it. Because you know what Ronaldo's doing? If re- the defender comes back at him, he steps, it might be a red card. Yeah. I mean, but that touch is sublime and we have to discuss this. And you guys are United fans, so you have to be honest. Sure. Did the Newcastle keeper have Ronaldo in his fantasy team and triple captain him? Because <laughs> probably both of those goals, Brad. Did you see that? No, it's a shame. Probably, yeah. Uh, they were terrible. <laughs> like you're high end professional, you're playing in the best league in the whole entire world. You're the top one percent of the top one percent. Yes. If mm-hmm. you do that, you're worse than carriers from Liverpool. Uh, James, just okay. Wow, that that reference. I mean, I didn't want it for you, but we might as well since we're here. Uh, do you remember when Carrius, uh put the assist? Karim Benzema Champions League final um, he, he rolled it to Karim Benzema who's uh, one of the greatest goal scorers of the modern era do you remember that whole thing Karius great hair not such a great keeper what, uh, one of the greatest assists I've ever seen in my entire life what's he thinking there he, his excuse was that he's concussed if I'm not mistaken oh. <laughs> that was his thing during the after the game he said he was concussed after I think Bale's shot and okay. that's why he let in the Benzema goal or he made the Benzema pass or whatever what? Yeah, that was his thing. But do, do you know? But do you know, Liverpool guys. Every time they lose, it's because of an injury. Someone else. No, nah, he was injured. Oh, they say no, we're garbage. If you're garbage, you're garbage. Did you see the United goals? Uh, not sure if you saw. Sort of carrier uh, keeping, as Brad has said. 
incredibly bad. Uh, the United goals from this weekend? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, but anyway, you've seen Carriers. So but, mind you, but mind you, the other two goals were sublime. Bruno's, wow. Bruno's one and... And Lingard. Yeah, Lingard. It's nice to see him step up. Yeah. Jay Lings, eh? Yeah. Everyone it, thought he was dead. Dead in the water. Yeah. Then West Ham got some confidence. Yes. Like, I always, I always preach that confidence is 40% of whatever you are as a player. And you can see it with a dude like him. I agree. Man, you nailed it. Yeah, so so Dino should be very worried. Yeah, Tony Marshall. Mm. Is he worried or will accept his fate? I mean, I think his face never. His face just says that he's always constipated. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but what is Marshall's deal? Like, you're very rich. You know, you you've got maybe one of the best looking girlfriends in the world. You you play. If you're in sport, you want to be at Man United. It's the biggest brand in the world. Mm. Forget about the American stuff. No, like I like Jerry. But stop it Manchester United From corner to corner You're the number nine At Man United De- What's Dennis Law eh? Yeah yeah. So. yeah That's what you got on your no, back No it's why we talking but, but I mean Yeah You're the Man United striker What's going to make him smile? Maybe his cryptocurrency uh, <laughs> Thank him I don't crashed. know if yeah. that'll work either Maybe he forgot his cryptocurrency password Maybe just give the guy in a moment Let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, before we go to the break, um, before the show, there's a lot of stuff that happens before the show every single day. Senzo Sateba, every time he opens his mouth, especially when it's about shows, it's the most exciting thing in the world. Now, you've told me about a new show. Um, it's not new. No excuse. Pay papgeld. Yeah. Tell me everything before we go to the break. So, it's that. for the deadbeat dads. So, let's say... So, what's a deadbeat dad? Let's start a there. A deadbeat dad is a dad... That has children but doesn't, you know, provide for them and look off and uh, look take care of his responsibilities as a man. So like, paper health is basically for people like that. So what will happen is that the baby mama will come <laughs> with whoever the presenter is and say, "Listen, chief, the kids need school socks." Yeah. Or you're out here finessing, living your best life with Slay Queens, but the kids are going to school with no socks. Is it ever rich guys? Like, uh, I, I'd love, I'd love for it to be like a guy in Santon. And whoever, who's the presenter? Do you, do you know? Oh, the guy just Dr. Molina. Maybe the guy went to school at, uh, in a Lovo, maybe. Yo, that's, imagine it's one of your mates. Senzo, what would you do? St. David's I'd guy. laugh at him. <laughs> oh, awesome. uh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd change his name immediately on my, on my cell phone to Bob Holt. <laughs> Say, no a, uh, a man who was found at Rabbit Over the Moon, uh, and he went straight to Hogshead, and then they pitched up and said, Pay your papgeld, you useless yuppie. That would be incredible. That is the show that needs to get made. Who needs to host that? Sally Burdett, she's classy. No, no, no. Like, you don't need to, we need the trash, boy. Who, 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 who's the host for Ilovo, Uoaks? You need the black guy who's like you. Is not... We don't want... I, I out. We need the Hazard Oaks. Oh, really? Come on, bro. Your wafsies. We'll, we'll get you to host this. No, no. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. I come through. How's it, but... It's unacceptable. No, boy, I don't mind if you got the new whip, but... Come listen, on, bro. The Betty's saying here that, you know... The sticky, bro. Come on, boy. Hey, let's come all on, play bro. the game here, pal. Yeah, hey, stop cricket, bro. All right, I don't mind. I mean, finish your uh, your burger and then we can talk outside. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the MKT Show. Uh, we got plenty coming up on the other side. Cliffcentral.com Good call. Made a good call. Now, there's a lot of people. I did get one or two messages saying, "Hey, that's not how to bring a show back." Uh, but I'm revolutionising broadcasting, so excuse me 
if I'm trying to change the face of something that people, human beings have been doing since time immemorial, it's a little harder than it looks, you know? Just revolutionizing the way people speak and listen. It's not, it's not that easy. It's not for everyone. It's not that easy, you know what I mean? And those who have suggestions, then let them start their own show and then... Well, I don't want to be that guy. But no, I mean, no, 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 no. You know, when you start your own show, you can start to do it your own way. Exactly. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as good... feedback, but like... It's, is, it's, it's done. I'm also not talented. You know, like uh, Rob is talented. Rob Marawa is talented. You know, uh, sure. all these guys. Is, I, I, I got I to really go for it. So, you know, that's how we bring it back, Brad. You probably thought you were coming to a professional show. Little did you know, this is how I bring the show back. Yeah. I just pull the cooler box out and we can have a chat. So. <laughs> <laughs> How's this guy? <laughs> all right. The most reliable thing in the world, obviously, we all know is social media. Nobody's ever lied on there, been nasty to anyone. Everyone fact checks everything on there. Senzo, what do you have for us from social media? Brad, feel, feel free to comment on some well, of the Well, the first thing that I have stuff. is Daniel Medvedev pulling the, the upset. Like, I think this is one of the biggest upsets we've seen in tennis in a while. You know, Medvedev actually quite convincingly beat Djokovic in straight sets, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. And, you know, Djokovic was the overwhelming favorite. He was. But, yeah, 25-year-old Medvedev, he finally got over that 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 bump because he was always the bridesmaid and never the bride. So yeah. Yesterday was his time. Russian guy, huh? Yeah. The Russians do do that kind of stuff while tennis, for whatever reason, USSR, yeah. they've always been good. Mm-hmm. Um, what a racket. You're here? Trust me, it was a racket. But I've never seen Djokovic... James, what a racket. The tennis, what a racket. I, I must say that is one of my favorite favorite ever puns you've made and you've made many that I'm not shy. hurt me what a what a racket what a racket huh, huh? got me all right james so to share that <laughs> so yeah but also always where does djokovic like i've never seen djokovic that emotional so maybe it like it probably got to him that i might never have a chance to do this again and be on the cusp of his history like that because for me i've always felt like djokovic you know for as good as he is and all that he's done for the sport and like the records that he holds that he always feels like he'll always be on the outside looking in you know what I mean Brad you a tennis guy um, well, I don't watch tennis yeah unless it's unless it's on really yeah but a guy like him that mindset is different level it's elite and there must be a reason why he did fall at the rafters mm-hmm. now t- tell me something about the, I love that you you said mindset because you know, Medvedev, shout out to you. I mean, bloody hell. Listen, I lived in Russia for six uh, for six months. I don't know how they get so good at tennis. It is not an ideal place to live. It is not an ideal place to live. He's the champion of the US Open. 25 hey, years old, eh? Are Russian crazy. athletes just... Are we, are we open now? By the way, there was, there was a tiny little thing where the whole government was organizing for guys to uh, get a little extra help. Are we just... We over that because we need the oil from Gazprom as Europe. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, fair so, enough. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we move on. Um, the mindset thing. And I mean, while we're here, we might as well speak about it. It's like I try and – and I, I, it's funny. We had a conversation on Gareth Cliff's show this morning. Uh, shout out to the GCS, by the way. That's Gareth Cliff, uh, one of the biggest voices probably in African radio history. Um, I was talking about it this morning. Is Mindset is so important to me. But I, I, I'm starting to realize more and more. Like, people say I'm intense, you know, with just the way I roll. Hmm. And I don't know what to do with them because I'm like, oh, you haven't, if you were to meet my father, you have no idea what intense is. But 
But mindset is, is for me, everything, you know, mm. is being deliberate, being all those things. Is like, how, how much of wellness is mindset? Because a lot of people think you just go to the gym and I'm lacquer and that'll come. But well, I would say majority of it is. You, you have to make a decision as to what you want to achieve. You want to realize what the objective of that decision is. So the only way you can achieve that thing is if you stick at it day after day to get there. And I mean, that, that is you setting yourself within a, a state of mindset. I mean, I, the amount of kids that I've had to deal with, um, helping out with various levels of injury and little periodization plans, etc. Um, that's, that's the first thing that goes at the wayside. Uh, if a kid's head is not in, um, within the sport at that moment in time, that's when their game starts to dwindle. And we're just big kids. Yeah. So it's exactly the same thing. And we see it all the time. I mean, I know that I played some soccer with certain guys that you played soccer with. Yeah. And we mentioned one of the guys the other day as well. A prolific striker was dead set on, his, on the fact that he was going to score. And he did. Yeah. Every single time he, he touched the ball... And I don't feel like, I feel like if I'm allowed to mention his name. Of course. Yeah, so like a kid named Seth Hutchins, in front of goal, rootless. Dad would say, hey, my boy, score a hat-trick and I'll buy you a four-wheeler. Half-time comes, hat-trick. There's, where's my four-wheeler? Just mindset, crazy. But when he got a bit older, things stopped coming as easily. And that's when he fell off the, yeah. the chart as a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, that's, that's case in point. Another guy we could even mention is... At, um, football again like an excellence Wallaza mm, mm. out of my generation he was the first dude to turn pro all of a sudden not even a year later he's in the Bafana squad lots of international teams looking out for the gents and I remember one interview where they literally said to him so there's lots of international teams that are looking out for you what do you need to do to change and he's like what do you mean I don't need to change anything three mm. years later fourth division in South Africa wow wild that's mindset Complete. That is mindset. Yeah, you need, just need to be relentless, eh? No, That's listen, it. it's easy. And you know what? I think, Brad, I'll be honest with you. Something I don't enjoy so much is people on Instagram uh, talking about mindset because I feel like people want... Uh, uh, let me give you an example. I, I had such a great... You, you, you put it so well there. So my little nephew and I, we, we're having a little bit of a situation because they're struggling with him at home. The yuppie kid. I mean, mm. middle class, uh, for goodness sake. And he's whinging about everything. He's like, oh, I'm under pressure. No, you went to private school. You're not under pressure. But stop. Stop the nonsense. But he's just, it's a different generation. Like, yeah. I have to be honest, I'm realizing I'm getting old because I hear so many things. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm talking middle class kids. I'm not talking hmm. people with financial problems here. I'm like, my mental health. Say, so, Paul, what are you talking about? But I don't understand the mindset. And, and he came to me and he said something really, really interesting. And it was such a, an eye opener for me. And I'm glad you said mindset. And he said, yo, uh, I, I, really, I really want the things you have, you know? You know, work at Cliff Central with mm. Gareth, got the show, got this, got that. And I said to him, no, 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 no. You want the things that I have, you're not willing to do the things that I do to, to get, get them. them. Mm. Now, that's not the same thing, pal. And he's, he, can't, he, he can't make that correlation, you know? Is everybody, I'm sure, in, in your space, is like, I, I don't know how most clients would come to you and say, what do people say to you? Do they say, I want to get fit, I want a six-pack, or do they say, I want to get healthier? How do general people it, approach well, health? Well, it, it is exceptionally broad. I mean, the type of person I get, I'll get... Uh, so pediatricians will send me um, a six-year-old child yeah. who supposedly has uh, 
like low effort tolerance, which they that's supposedly now that's a diagnosis. Is that a thing? Supposedly, uh, low effort tolerance. Um, they've got a weak core and low muscle tone. No, they just they're bored. six. <laughs> they just bored. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I mean, how old is your nephew? Twenty. He's twenty. No, no, he's a full. He's a grown up. Okay, so I was expecting it to be a kid. No, 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 no. no. He's so, a he's a twenty year old man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> man, I like how you would. Yeah. But you're right, man. One hundred percent, man. So that he hasn't understood what it means to go from setting a goal to achieving a goal. But it's like this instant gratification world that we live in today, and kids of that age especially live in it, within it. They they see it being as simple as creating a follow on Instagram, and you feel like you get to watch someone living a certain lifestyle and I think it's that easy yeah and yeah. people don't understand the time and effort that you have to put into things and it almost that has to be shown so like if I've if I'm personally if I'm helping a, a child out if it's soccer related or whatever it is if unless I check up on them um, a lot of the time they end up falling off the rafter mm-hmm. and they struggle to achieve what they they would like to achieve and then all of a sudden it comes in uh, that's State of depression starts to pop into the mix and the game goes out the window. Yeah. But it's just because nothing is truly tracked and they don't understand it. It actually it takes a bit of time to get there. Absolutely. So, so, so but, uh, Senzo, before I come to you, I just want to know something, Brad. You know, another thing I hate on Instagram is, is like where we've got pop psychology now and mm. I have morons. And so my mom's a psychiatrist, so I dismiss 99% of the nonsense I hear about psychology is is that it takes 21 days to break a bad habit and I go, get the hell out of here with that. I want you to get out of my face and never speak to me again when you say stupid things like that. Mm. It's like, rea- the, what's the reality? Because, so, I always tell people this. I was a delinquent in my 20s. I used to, I, I drank, I boozed away a football career. I just boozed and ruined nearly every relationship I had in my 20s, right? Because of boozing and, and being, a, a quite frankly, a nutcase, you know, and unbearable. I, I wouldn't be friends with that, with that guy. But, it took me sort of five, six years to break bad habits. So I quit mm. drinking in 2013. Around 2018, I started to where I didn't have to think about the, the changes. It's just mm. I woke up on time. It's like for, for you is, okay, I'm just your regular guy now. Things are going wrong. Forget it. It's not even about, oh, I want chicks. I just want to go and have a healthy mindset for three days of the week. You, you know, is generally for you, how long does it take for, for normal like me and, a normal Joe Blow to turn it around like most for, from sedentary to active forget about performance mm. now like what have you tracked if you, if you don't mind me asking well, the, the big thing is it's when that individual decides to take something seriously and it could be you could I could deal with the same person for three years and they're not going anywhere all of a sudden something happens and they're like okay cool now I need to take this seriously and, and that's literally when it starts so it's the whole no, it takes 21 days. Well, it, it, may, it, it can't be true. It, you can't set a date or a time set. It's when that individual finally says, hey, I'm actually willing to put my hand up and step up to the plate. Mm. And that's usually where the issues lie. And, and what is it, when, when you're saying that, because that's an interesting thing to say, you know, that, that could mean that what I, when I say seriously and when Jane says seriously and when Senzo says seriously and when you say seriously, that could mean different things. But for you as a, as a practitioner, a qualified mm. man, when you say seriously, like, again, I want to be this, you know, most people are just going through life, you know, it's hard, I'm working 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, is when you say seriously, like, can you maybe just give me an example of, of what you mean, like something you want to hear from them or see from them? Well, like, as much as I'm a scientist at heart, right, that 
because I'm dealing with people, you deal with the emotional side of people yes. the majority of the time. And I live my like my life based on intention, right? The second someone puts their intention into something, that's the only time you see them start to get anywhere. Yeah. And do you have to pull it out of them or do you always find So that- sometimes you uh, you get certain individuals that you do try and pull it, pull it out of them. Um, you have to win them over, gain a bit of confidence. Yeah. depends on what they, uh, their, their mindset is like it. And I'll say the word again, but it depends on where, where they're at yeah. at that moment in time. So you, sometimes you have to fish a little, drag it out. Um, I've dealt with a few like autistic kids as well that you gain trust and then all of a sudden they put their trust in you and you keep them entertained and then they literally go, they reach for the stars. It's, mm. it's incredible because they're all or nothing kind of people. people you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with most people, the second they put their brains to something and they want to achieve it, that's the first time that they'll actually try and do it. And you listen, you've been a pro baller. It's like, for me, my biggest thing is, again, I'm not as articulate as you are because I'm not an empath. So for me, like, when I commit, I like to think, but I don't know. Mm. It's easy for me to say is, I'm all in. Like, mm. I, I'm all in. So that's my disposition and it's how my father raised me. I'm just, mm. I don't know another way, which is maybe too much. It, it, they need they need people like you. But for you is, why do people struggle to commit to stuff? Have you ever, I, like, I think about these things all the time. It's mm. like, something simple is, why can't people just commit to their health? Like, why can't you be all in? What are some of the things you're seeing that, that, hey, real life happens as well. Is I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. Mm. I'm, I, you know, I got the life I have. People have their mental stuff. That, that's not for me to say. But what are some of the things you've encountered where you think to yourself, all right, that's real. And some of that stuff, it's like, that's not real. Well, the big thing is change is difficult. Change is the most difficult thing to deal with because we're so used to doing things a certain way. Our bodies are built to just um, continue habitually. Breaking a habit ends up being difficult as well. Sure. I've got a friend in the back who can't drink water. Uh, I mean, let's bring him on there. Uh, that's a great point. Now, Ryan, uh, Ryan, new guy in the team, great guy, sound guy, gets it. Uh, Ryan, you're saying you can't... Earlier, he said something which I found absolutely incredible, blew me away. He said, I can't drink water. Um, Ryan, a lot of people saying, what the hell are you talking about, pal? Oh, no, we can't hear him. We can't hear him. We got to turn the mic on. Sorry, there we go. Oh no! Sound first guy. day on the job, and sound the guy. guy. Oh, and and he's the sound guy, by the way. That's the sort of hell I'm in now for the next six to eight uh, years. Ever hopefully, since I was uh, in school, never been able to drink water. What's the story, Paul? Um, can't take it. I'd rather be thirsty and uh, no. wait till I can find something else. It's unbelievable. See that? That's a mindset thing. You, you like with anything as a kid. You don't like the green stuff that your parents give you. Until eventually you get to an age where you're like, actually, you need the green stuff. And then you start having the green stuff. I mean, that, that's as simple as it is. It's a mindset thing. Uh, and, and mindset's tough. You, you, mm. you know, again, there, there's, there's only one Novak Djokovic ever. You know, and there's levels to that. Like, yeah. I was at a mentor's place yesterday. I can't tell you, this guy is brutal on me. And I think I'm pretty hard on myself. This guy is brutal. And he told me some truths yesterday about mindset that I, wow, I, I was not ready to hear it and... Yeah, you got me in my feels, and it made me think about this. I'm so glad you brought it up, and it's it's something we'll cover more and more of because yeah. I think the big challenge for people is they never know where to start. You, you know, yeah. for me, yeah. when I was a, a mess of a human, it felt like everything's a mess. Why bother? Yeah, like there's no time. My mom, I've you know, I've I've made, I've ruined my relationship with my mother, my sister, my friends. 
all of it sucks. Ah, let me keep boozing. This is the whole thing sucks anyway. Everybody hates me already. And the worst part is, oh no, now I hate myself. What's the point? Yeah. And I, I think that's a starting point, right? It's just, just tick over from there. I, I, what do you say to, to guys who are struggling now? Like, what is your first thing that you'd say to me? You know, whatever. I'm, my girlfriend is not happy. I'm overweight. She, you know, I come to you and say, my relationship needs help and I want to start with myself. Well, the most unsympathetic thing you could say to someone is also the biggest truth. Pull the band-aid off. Literally just pull. You just have mm. to freaking do it. Yeah. Because, Man. Because the thing is, we all, because the problem is we're all waiting for va- for some sort of validation from somebody. Mm. And the thing is, nobody owes you anything in the world. 100%. You, you owe it to yourself. You know what I mean? And if you can't make that decision for yourself, no one else will do it for you. Hey, that's, uh, but that is brutal. I mean, but it's the truth though. The, the truth can be hard. It can be hard to swallow. And I think, uh, Brad, it's an, mindset is such an important thing. By the way, Brad, uh, you know, I, obviously I know the facility where you are uh, going to be trying to rip my hamstrings <laughs> off uh, the rest of my body and uh, etc. I, hey, I may not make it to the show next week. Um, but you chose it. Eh? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, without pain, how do you know you're alive? But Brad, uh, where, where do you train? What's the vibe there? Because I like the vibe. I went mm. there, moving, grooving. I mean, I've already met some incredible people there yeah. that f- forget about health. I mean, that are just going to do things for me on a business front and a mindset front, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly it. So um currently got my practice within uh, an entity called Gold Gym. Uh, it's South Africa or Santon because it's the first one on the continent. Um, the coolest part about it is that we're, trying to keep the space as personal as possible every interaction you've got is as personal as possible i mean so it's so much so that the guys who own and run the gym are literally five meters away from you if you want to have a conversation you have a conversation guys get things done yeah which starts like tapping into that whole mindset concept i mean uh the the gm of the gym a guy named devin miller shout out he did the um Montessori. He did Montessori, and then he also did the Sky Run um, pre-race camp yeah. this weekend. Yeah. The boy put his hand up, volunteered to run with the best folks there uh, in the main group, and he finished first. Yeah. That, that's mindset. I mean, he comes from a rowing background. They're built to just go. You literally know you've got you've got a job to be done, yeah. and you put everything into it. They're built to do that. So, I mean, incredible. He is incredible. Yeah. 60 Ks on the Saturday. Sure. Uh, um, 40 k's on the Sunday, with a th- two 2,500 um, elevation. Yeah, crazy on the first day. 2,000 on the, the second day. Madness. And no, it's madness. And, in, in the Witterberg Mountains, by the way. Listen, if you are from the Eastern Cape, you know what I'm talking about. I have done the race you are talking about. It is incredible for him to do that. Yeah, and first time ever doing it. Yeah. So I mean, that that's a good case in point when it comes to mindset. Yeah. These are the types of people we're, we're dealing with. Now, the big thing is you don't have to be an athlete to be there. We just want people who want to show some level of intention to look out for themselves, and we'll help you get there. I mean, well, that's, that's sort of the, the mantra of the space in which I'm working at. I love it. Yeah, and I, I, listen, I've been to the gym. I am not – like, I'm big on this is I am not going to promote stuff. That hmm. so, so most of the guys in here have heard me say this. But I will never ask, and my, this is again from my old man, I will never ask something of somebody else that I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. So I don't promote things mm. if I don't know. Like, th- th- that's why I said to you, I, I want to come meet you the first time. I like yeah. to meet people. Okay, I went to go see the gym. Is that I'm at 
the gym. So I will, I'm happy to promote people like you. Hmm. And I love that space is it's also what I liked about it was, I mean, I've never been a gym guy cause I'm an, I like to run ultras. That's mostly a solo thing, right? Is I like that. It's not also that whole, yes, Oaks, let's just come in here and, and lift <laughs> and, and get hectic. Like yeah. uh, I'm not, that's not for me, pop. I'm yeah. into performance and wellness. Not, I, I don't need to look juiced to, to, to go take my shirt off at a nightclub. Yeah. And I love that vibe. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I'm saying. Sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I get you. Which is, which is, which is good because the thing is, it means you're leading, you're leading by example. Because the thing is, you know, people aren't what they say; they're what they do. And yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, most gyms, like you said, there's the butt vibe. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> just, butt guys vibe. just want to get thick, want to get jacked, <laughs> jacked there. for the ladies. Yeah, and then they want to call themselves athletes as well. On top of that, well, the objective is you. I mean, you should be able to do all of those things. Comfortably, yes. But, but you said it nicely. It's, it's about intention. You know That's what? It. What are you? What are you trying to achieve? Yeah. You know what I mean. And then once you get to the bottom of that, then it makes things. I wouldn't say easy, but it makes your path kind of clearer, and you know, you know what you have to do. So if you just want to get jacked for the chicks, then. Yeah, oh, bro, that's exactly that's you. that's you. So Gold's Gym, huh? Yeah, you got to go there, Senzo. You get in there, just like, oh, I want to get fit in here. Oaks are for real. And what I love is some some gyms do have chubby trainers. Not who? No, not that gym. Every yeah, no, because you're your own advert. And by the way, the guy, Devin, that he spoke about, I met him. The guy is, what, 1% body fat, maybe nah, negative integer body fat. The guy is... Serious about no, it. No, but he's he's his product. The guy, I love that. Is yeah. Hey, here's what I do. So he's the GM of a gym, right? And and a proper... I, I would say it's not actually a gym. And I know it's called that, but it's, it's more of a lifestyle area. Yeah. Okay. Right? It is, it is get your mind in the right place. Let's get to work. You know, because, Jim puts the boot vibe yeah, on because it. the thing is, they say this quite a lot. They say, um, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. And I think that's really true because like, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to go there if you don't believe in what you're doing. Brad, before you go, bro, and uh, this is the first time you had it. If, if somebody's like, sometimes one thing I've encountered with people, because uh, I, I do get uh, DMs from people sometimes they want to, um, they want to get into the life, mm. but Again, you, you, you know, okay, so I'll give running. I'll use running because running is my thing. I know a lot of people who want to run, but they feel on the outside, right? Is, oh, I don't look like a runner or, or, or whatever. For you, do, do you have like one thing where you could just go, just start here? Like everybody always looks outwards, right? Yeah. Like, do you have maybe just one, one, one thing for us before you run? Well, the b- big thing is, I mean, if someone does call me, I'd, no matter what their diagnostics are, I'd usually say, let me see what you're about first, right? So I'll do my own little baseline assessment uh, to figure out where the deficits are and the big thing is every little deficit can be corrected yeah as much as so if you approach the, the right kind of people right kind, uh, within a particular space don't be afraid to look for help from other individuals so like someone doesn't like to run they're a little bit overweight um, they hate the 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 sensation of just trotting yeah over and over it's painful it's well that's there's a reason for that you potentially just aren't strong enough to be able to do those things. Got you. What people don't realize is that that since school, like once they've left school, your body starts to break itself down automatically if you don't use it. Yeah. So all of a sudden you start getting exceptionally weak. Now you try and run because you could run. Yeah. And your body's not reacting the way you'd like it to and it hurts. So what I would use to say to an individual like that is let's see what you're about and we'll help you get get there. Just set a goal, set an intention. Yeah. And like, don't be afraid to ask for help. We go straight to the internet. We're like, okay, cool. I'm going to try and follow this uh, 21-day running program. It's not going to work, man. 
And uh, yeah, mindset. But I think, hey, before guys come, even to come to you is, maybe I heard you wrong, but I'd like to think I'm, I'm speaking for you correctly here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but get the mindset right first. Mm. Don't worry about what people think of you in shorts. Yeah, bro. Hey, just yeah. walk. Even yeah. before yeah. you come to Brad, walk. Yeah. Maybe do a month of just walk. Half Wait, an hour. The main thing, and I actually said it to you the other day, yeah. was um, you just literally have to move. Most of us get stuck, um, stuck behind a desk, whatever it is. We don't move. Get up and just twist your body a little bit. Mm. Little active stretches on the regular. Otherwise, certain things start going to sleep and you start to store things. Then you start losing confidence within yourself because you're not looking the way you want to. Yeah. Just move. Whatever it is. A couple stretches, trot around the park, whatever it is, you can do it. I have to get my mindset right. Mm, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> but Brad, uh, dude, it's an awesome thing. And I, this is the way I want to start my Mondays. Like cool. talking about this kind of stuff. Because again, I'm sorry. I'm, I, 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 and I will not change on this. Stop the Monday blues thing. Like I know it's like jokey, jokey. All mm. of us get into it. Like you're going to be dead very soon. Eighty years is not long. Like I'm sorry, I'm that brutal. Yeah. I want to be epic for the next. I got about forty-five years left. Like you're going to be dead soon. Intention, intention, intention. So Brad, dude, thank you, and yeah, I sure. hope you thank can you come guys. back. The energy yeah, you bring. Yeah, this is fun. Stop. It's intense. Yeah. But so it's good. I hope you're here next Monday, Brad. It will be yeah. it'll be awesome to to make this a habit. And and if guys have questions, I mean, um, where do they? Uh, I don't know if you know this on the streets. They say where can they hit you up? Go <laughs> there once or twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I mean, you can hit me up on my, my Instagram handle. I've actually got a, another page called uh, a Movement Savvy page. Oh, oh we, we've got that. Yeah. You have Movement Savvy as well. Well, look at the graphic. I mean, that's James. Oh, look at right. that. that that's, yeah, but that's James. I mean, James, <laughs> let's put that up again. Maybe Brad doesn't realize we are actually a professional show. It's because the host is not very good. But hostess with the mostest. But look at that. That is James's design. Uh, you can maybe Incredible. read that, Brad, for us. Well, what is the Instagram handle? Okay, so it's just a concept that started uh well myself my girlfriend actually started uh, about a month ago and the entity will change eventually but at the moment it is uh, a space where you just get to upskill yourself yeah so that's that's what that page is to start eventually it'll turn into a um an application where you individuals can manage their business if they want to uh, um, users can start to track their bodies in the way in which they should they get to understand their bodies a little bit better at the okay. same time. So that's what that will become. Okay, uh, we do have a podcast as well, so maybe you can say it out loud and then just spell it for us what the page is. Okay, well, no, at the moment it's just my um, Instagram handle. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the business will is well, the business is called Movement Savvy. Okay, and so how, like, how do we like, spell that? Just like if folks are listening to the pod. So M O V E M E N T S A V V Y. Savvy being the fact that you you're trying to get in the know you want to understand things hey if you're yiddish and yeah uh, senza will know this plenty of my uh jewish brethren in a lover a bit of seichel seichel you know what i mean has it hey has it and, and as they might say at saint david's you're a mensch bro and thank you so much for coming through cool. today I'm thank you for having forward. me guys i think it's cool. going to be powerful yeah. content moving uh, forward folks mindset 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 uh brad by the way Listen, uh, do not look at his handsome face and think he wouldn't kick you. He is from uh, Glenvista, for real, Robertsham, for real. And listen, we're from the same age group. Uh, He was playing ahead of himself and they were for real. The guy he mentioned, Seth, earlier, one of my competitors, Southern Transvaal with him. 
Seth, wherever you are right now, you are a freaking legend and a terror. A human terror of a player to come up against. Brad, uh, legendary. Uh, coming up, a person nearly died. They nearly died in an F1 car. That happened. We're going to talk about that. He's been knighted. He lives in Monaco because he doesn't want to pay tax. But hey, <laughs> you can come close to death as well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got Spike Ballantyne on the other side. CliffCentral.com You did it. You did it. You're doing it. What are, we, what are we doing? Yes. Oh, right. You're, You're also doing it. You're part of it. I'm yeah. so happy about it. That inquisitive <laughs> voice, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight into it because a human being nearly died who is richer than uh, I probably could ever wish to be and a wheel was centimeters away from his head and basically was about to turn his brain into mincemeat, but it didn't happen. Thank you, science. Thank you, technology. Incredible scenes at Monza. Just, you know, Spike Ballantyne, by the way, is the person I'm talking about. Spike, I mean, let's just get straight into it. How are you doing? Obviously, well, Monza, electrifying. Fantastic race weekend. And uh, really, one of those races where I think it's going to live in memory for a long time. Not just because of uh, the incident, but because there was just some great racing all around. I thoroughly say, enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I got to say, by the way, he's at uh, Spike the Car Guy on all socials. The, the two social media platforms that still matter, Instagram and Twitter on the screen. Yeah, I'm saying, Senzo, yeah. did you watch any of the Formula One, mate? No, no, no. Incredible. Unfortunately, unfortunately not. I just heard that sure. Hamilton almost kicked the bucket, but which is not funny, but like... Hey, rich people that. are going to die too. It's true, but uh, yeah. No, but I was surprised to see who won and actually I'm stoked for him. We want to get into it, huh? It's just, I mean... First of all, I thought, okay, I'm not going to watch the Formula 1 this weekend. The cars are too soft, and the weather, it's hot. I don't want to watch it if you're not watering the pitch. pitch. I'm out of here. Also, it was during the day. That's what I'm saying. Also, you got it. Every race should be at night. Also, they've abandoned the banking at Monza. What? Yeah, no, there's a huge bank section, uh, even steeper than Zandvoort, but they haven't raced on that banking for decades. So... I mean, yeah. I'm amazed you even made the effort, but I appreciate it. I did make the effort because there was nothing else on. There was only one Premier League game on, so I needed something to do between uh, the Springboks trying to ruin everything oh, my word. by losing to mm. a bunch of... I'm not saying all Australians are criminals. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm saying you are the descendants of. Mm. The island was really where you sent the worst types of Brits, which is tough to find. I mean... But, uh, but to be fair, you can't include the Fijian players in that squad because they... <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Australia's Fiji's A team. That's actually what they are. Yeah, Fiji's, Fiji's team is Fiji's B team. Um, well said. I mean, uh, they, they, were, they were brilliant and whatever. No excuses at the top. But let's get straight into the sprint qualifying. I mm. thought Verstappen's going to walk this thing. Yeah. Oh, got the point. Yeah. And then, I mean... But, but hey, oh, what's his name? Pierre. Pierre, the gas man. Yeah, the gas yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he got most of the attention uh, because of his quite scary shunt, actually, uh, catching himself a puncture after tagging with Danny Rick yeah. uh, into turn two Danny and spearing off into the barriers. I, I feel so sorry for the guy, man. It was, it was, it was his first win at uh, the last race uh, at Monza. Yeah. Last time they ran at Monza, he was the surprise winner. And uh, I think as much as... I think all sportsmen at that level come in and go, you know what, it's a new year, it's a new what-what, we, uh, we don't rest on our laurels, we're always pushing forward. Some part of your brain has to say, there's got to be a repeat. I went so well here last yeah. year, it's got to be a good race. No, 100%. And then it was over before it started. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That, that, that is tough for the gas man. I mean, 
Also, thank you, science, there, because that one's ugly. Yeah. You, you, you know, we'll talk about the big incident, but th- mm. that one gets... If you think back 10 years ago, that's maybe like stop the race kind of bad. Yeah. You, you know, because we didn't... As great as the tech was 10 years ago, that incident, mm. I sort of... Ooh, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a, there was a high speed impact into the tech pro and it wasn't so long ago. I mean, you talk about 10 years, I think it was six or seven years ago that a, that a marshal was killed yes. at Monza because of, uh, of flying parts flying off an F1 car. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, oh man. But uh, my God, that was, uh, that was something else. So Gasman, he'll be back though. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, any reports coming out? Any any injuries? Is his neck tight? Does no, he, he, no, he's change fine. Pillar, pal. No, he, yeah, he's fine. He'll yeah. be good. he'll be good. two weeks to the next race. He'll make a recovery. So that's that was a triple header, huh? Yeah, that was the last of a triple header. Just imagine being in logistics for Formula One. I would, like, that, how many teams? Uh, there's ten teams, twenty drivers. That that's a story that I would love to follow. I would love to follow the logistics of an F1 season. How you get from here to there? How they plan? We're going from here to there next. Yeah, you know, there, it's, it's, I think it's mind-blowing if, once you start del- delving into that. Because one of the things that I love about F1, and not to sound like a, like a humble brag or whatever, but I'm lucky enough to have been to an F1 race or two F1 races. Yes. And one of the things, besides the racing and the spectacle and the, you know, the, the, the money and everything, it's just such an amazing logistical perfect, piece of perfection to think that Everything that has to be there is there when it needs to be there. Mm. The race never starts late. You know, nothing ever gets tangled up that people can't get into the stadiums to be where they need to be. It's always, it runs like clockwork. And to get that level of perfection consistently is just mind-blowing. You you know why it's mind-blowing? Is if everybody's just honest with themselves. When was the last time you took, you went to a wedding away for the weekend with your girlfriend where you have to drive? Right. Think of... Oh, you left the rusks. Where's my scrunchie? Like, oh, babe, where's my swimming costume? Like, think of the things in your own life where yeah. you're terrible at them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, a, I don't know, Senzo, you glampers, what would you leave? Like a nightlight for your, I don't know. Tabard. You, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he's, got, he's headed to the spot on. You know, it's a, yeah. the tabard. Yeah. Like, think of how much of that is happening every trip. Yeah. If you leave five screws in a team. It's over. You're not oh, racing that yeah. weekend. Yeah. If somebody leaves the wrong drill, maybe they've got two or three, you leave the wrong box mm. in and amongst probably, what are they moving? 60, 70 tons, different parts? Tons of equipment. Yeah, 60, 60, 70 different parts of the car need to probably move. I'm pretty sure they're not moving that uh, that whole thing put together. Like uh, uh, No, no it's, it's disassembled to a, to a point, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you, you just, that, that is such a precious, oh my God, uh, just phenomenal mm. Formula One. You know, shout out to them. I mean, I say the cars aren't loud enough, but that is that's art on its own, own, right? The logistics. Oh my god, if you've never worked in logistics before, which I haven't, but even so, <laughs> <laughs> well, just just to, just to see it operationally come together like that. I mean, I I think what we're talking about here essentially is never mind Netflix Drive to Survive. Yeah. But Netflix, how the hell do they get it all together so everyone can go racing? That's got. It's that's, definitely happening. Yeah, right? it's got it. They're the Americans. They're gonna yeah, do. They're, it. Yeah. They, they're gonna do. Yeah, it. So sure. trust, trust the Americans. There's sure. actually a couple of documentaries um, on the YouTube about the logistics of F1. Is it produced by Netflix, James? Uh, yes. No, but then one of them is produced by Formula One themselves. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, how, how long ago? Yeah, that's the key um, question here, James. So, the one that was produced by Formula One was eight months ago. Okay. Um, and that's the incredible logistics of racing during a pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that I watched that was made three years ago, but it also tells you the logistics of nah, I don't want to watch they move one. between the cities and all the equipment and stuff. Right, right. Is this last one available in 4K? Because it's, I, I am currently saving for a TV. I know I've been saying that for eight months now. Uh, probably take me till about 2023. These things are so expensive. Is Can I watch it in 4K? Because Formula One, a big part of it is it is so glamorous. It is so awesome. Is it available in 4K? Otherwise, get it out of my face. Uh, no, but you know what is beautiful about it? it Nothing. It is available it's not in, 4K. in the very same definition as our own MKT show. HD. Shout out, James. Turning it around. Staying positive. Formula One. We're in HD. 1080. Still a thing. Uh, even though you could probably watch it on your cell phone in this day and age. It's 4K, 6K time. Let's get it going. Spike, um, a guy who got, who's been knighted uh, did not... He did not have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. What happened? Yeah, I was surprised. You know, all the talk uh, coming into the weekend was, you know, Mercedes is going to dominate. And certainly through uh, that first free practice session, they looked like they had good pace. Certainly relative to Red Bull, they looked like they were gonna, Red Bull was going to have a tough time against them. But uh, Hamilton not qualifying that well for uh, the sprint race and then just going backwards. Uh, you know, he, he just didn't have a great start. And that kind of put paid to his, to his uh, sprint qualifying. And then uh, into the race, he was kind of on the back foot already. Also, I suppose they would have been surprised by the pace of McLaren. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it it wasn't a great weekend for for Sir Lewis. No, not great, not great at all. I mean, we we might as well we've touched on it now. Uh, great graphicking there by James. Um, oh man, let, let, let's just talk about it because it's first of all. Explain to the guys that aren't aficionados like you and I. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, obviously. Hamilton's hard tire um, strategy, then, I, then he's changing to medium yep. uh, tires. I mean, explain to us what that actually means. Uh, and by us, I mean, obviously, other guys, not mm. you and me, who understands uh, how Formula One actually works. So, three compounds available to the teams at the beginning of the weekend in limited numbers. So, they each have a certain number of each set, hard, medium, soft. Um, and at the start of the, of the race proper at Monza, Hamilton was one of the only front runners on the hard tire. Everyone else going for the medium. The idea that the medium is, it gets up to temperature quicker, it gives you a better launch, so you can get your advantage in early. Everyone was surprised by by Mercedes' choice of the hard tyre. The thinking there is that, well, you don't get as good a start, but Monza is a difficult place to overtake, so the advantage will come later on when that hard tyre gets a bit softer. When the mediums are going off and those guys are slowing down, we'll be coming into into the best operating window and then we'll we'll kind of put in the hot laps and, and try to get an advantage there. That was the kind of thinking, as far as I can tell, around that choice. Oof. So I, I don't want to take all of the credit for this, and Senzo, you can give it to me if you want me to take it. That's fine as well. Just give him permission there. I literally, I'm not kidding. I, start, I started watching the lap before Lewis Hamilton nearly died. So have I, just through watching that, created the best content maybe in sport this year? Mm. Because... I'm just saying. That's if, a bold claim. Not, now, your, not the fact that you're watching, but it's the best content uh, this year. Oh, okay. So, so I may have caused the greatest incident by flicking over the correct time. Senzo, your thoughts just as me as a as a viewer in I Africa. Thought, but, dude, you're trying to transcend bro- broadcasting, so there you go. I'm infiltrating everything. Yeah. Everything's about me at that moment. I changed the face of Formula One spike. Mm. But on a very real note, this was inevitable, though. I think, forget that, like, just because it's Monza, we're going to make a thing of it. I was, oh, but but we've seen how tense it's getting between the two of them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you need is that opportunity for it to get tense. 
and I'm not giving, and I'm and he's not giving. Yeah, and we saw a bit of it at Silverstone where where Hamilton and, and Verstappen came together, and, and Verstappen ended up with 51 G in the barrier and a, a flight to hospital. Mm. Um, so it, it's happened already, um, but the severity of this, you know, taking both of them out, I guess. It was inevitable because neither of them is going to give up. <laughs> neither of them is going to give the other one a bit of space. You know, especially given that Verstappen's had a really bad pit stop. So now he's properly on the back foot. He's probably a little angry. He's probably going to, you know, take... Well, he did. He took unnecessary risks. All things being equal, had he not had that pit stop, had his head been a little bit calmer, he might have, you know, taken to the curbs on turn two. Uh, in a more purposeful way rather than the accidental way that he did to bail out of that overtaking. Um, so it was inevitable, and let's hope this is the last of it because really that's not, you know, not, that's not racing. That's just taking each other out, which is not what people want to see. Yeah. And, and having said that, I mean, how old is he? 23? 23. Look, sometimes precocious talent is people forget. He's still only 23. Yep. If that happens, you, you know, the bad pit stop happens in five years' time. If that if Lewis I think had been in his position, although yeah, winning comes at a price, but mm. I think that happens in five years' time is like you say, you know, I don't need to take that risk. Yeah. I trust my team, I trust myself. But he's twenty three, the testosterone, it's going nuts. I'm not happy emotionally. Twenty three years aren't stable people. Yeah. It's just what it, it is. Exactly that. So, so you know what. Shout out to him for being the most competitive human in the world, but let's get down to it because we're in content. Whose fault was it? I want to know. Whose fault was it? Was it? He didn't give me any room. Oh, wow. He, didn't, he, he, he kept didn't closing me... the door. He kept squeezing me. He kept squeezing. So look, the, 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 let's just jump to the official whose fault is it. The, officially, it's Verstappen's fault. He's been given a three-grid uh, penalty for Sochi oh. uh, because the stewards have come out and said he was, uh, he was at fault for that accident. The reason it happened is because he was in the wrong place. And he should have bailed out or not have been in that place uh, in in the first place. So the way that I saw it, um, I would have thought that Hamilton would have given him more space purely because Hamilton would have thought, yes, I don't want to give up the space, but also I don't want to get punted off the track. He Hamilton could have given him more space on the inside. He didn't. He chose to keep his line, which he's perfectly entitled to do. He was ahead going into turn one. He was ahead going into turn two. He's perfectly entitled to keep the racing line, which is what he did. Yeah. Verstappen didn't bail out of it. He could have turned hard left, taken the curbs on turn two, <laughs> rejoined the track behind Hamilton and carried on the battle. Hamilton, uh, Verstappen chose to not do that. He chose to say, I've had a bit bad pit stop. I'm really angry. I want the place. Screw you. And they had sure. to come in together. <laughs> and if you look, if you look at the See. footage, it... it is a little bit unfortunate that those sausage curbs were part of the reason that the accident happened. Yeah. I'm not sure phys- the physics of what would have happened had they not been involved, but I somehow think it wouldn't have been severe and perhaps they both would have carried on. But the reason that Verstappen landed on top of Hamilton and gave the halo a chance to shine yet again is because <laughs> like of those, what you did those there. Uh, sausage curbs. Now, let's talk about, before we move on to uh, science winning for Hamilton's head and his mm. brain and his family and mm. everybody who yeah, knows him. Yeah, Formula One at large. Yeah. <laughs> And that eighth championship that's just so close. Yeah, no, no, before we, we get and in, delve into that whole thing, I mean, Verstappen now is, you, you do have a difficult decision to make, is that, you, you know, especially when young people are talented, it's like, I'll, I'll use a football analogy, is that there's a guy called Paul Pogba right now, and uh, Sir, Alec, the, Sir Alex Ferguson, shout out, Scotsman, mm. 
is that, but also about 95 in the shade. Oh, oh, ancient now. Is he? Oh, I don't know. Is, though, is he the Highlander? Because no, they can tell only one. Yeah, there can only be one. Shout out to uh, Duncan McLeod there. Yeah. Um, Fergie may return. Connor McLeod. Oh, is it Connor McLeod? Yeah, Ken McLeod. Oh, where's Duncan McLeod from? From something else. Yeah, something else. Anyway. Just, anyway, it's just a Scottish yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Um, there can only be one. <laughs> He will return as a younger Fergie in 35 years' time. I do believe that with a sword ready to fight all evil. Right. Um, but having said that, he tried to get a hold of a guy called Paul Pogba and it never worked because Pogba, the talent, wanted to run. Mm-hmm. Was that? But he got a hold of a guy called Cristiano Ronaldo nice and early mm-hmm. and he never let him off the hook. Mm-hmm. With Max now, what do, do Red Bull have to make a decision and go, yeah, come on, son, take a seat? Or, or do you sure. think you let that kind of talent run? Because you have to curb it early. If you if you let this go and he's twenty seven still acting like this, yeah, well, I think I think it's a different story if he's still twenty seven acting like this. The fact of the matter is, if Red Bull were going to do that, they would have done it ages ago mm. when Verstappen was punting off his own teammates, when he was being <laughs> you know that guy who yeah. just would was, he was uncompromising in every respect just because he wanted to win. He didn't take anything but himself into account, and he's done it enough over the years for Red Bull to have made a call like that early on to go look. You're talented, but you're not our guy. We want someone a little bit more compliant who's going to you know, play the team game. Yeah, They didn't. And he is a much better driver than he was. And realistically, he's the strongest chance they've had since Sebastian Vettel to win themselves a world title. So they're going to stick with it. There's no doubt they're going to stick with him. So, hey, Senzo, uh, a guy who loves fashion, like you. Um, good-looking guy, like you. Uh, you're a big fan of his. He survived on the weekend... Uh, you, you obviously didn't see the incident, but my God, hmm. that was so real, by the way. Yeah. Um, so when you read it first, did you go and have a look at the highlights? Yeah, the I was like, yo, this guy's really shook. Eh? And like, for somebody in that line of work, you know what I mean? You know, people crash like, I mean, it's part of the job, but he, Lewis Hamilton seemed really shaken by it. He looked like, you're like, yes. yeah, I know this. I saw my life flash before my eyes. Now, I have to be honest. I, I thought maybe he had uh, a halo was like, some religious guy got on the mic and got into it until I realized, oh, no, the halo is actually the part of the mm. car yeah, part when of I heard it. Oh, that is hectic. Yeah. Like, like, at first I thought, ah, calm down. I'm in content. I know how you dramatize things. And then I watched it again. I thought, my God, that wheel is, what, 30 centimeters from Lewis's head? Not even. There's a shot of, of the wheel actually contacting the top of Lewis's helmet. Oh, my God. And he said, because I took him to come out afterwards and said that, uh, you know, once the adrenaline has started wearing off, he actually started feeling it in his neck and his neck was getting tighter and tighter so he's he's pretty sure that uh, that's done a little bit of damage that he's going to need to get sorted out but that halo that halo made sure that you know as we say he's still alive he can still go racing and it's not the first time you know when when the halo was proposed all um you know the 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 motivation for the halo the initial incident around the halo was uh, felipe massa oh uh, yes. Was yes taken out by an 800 gram part of a formula one car that almost killed him and they said, well, they need some sort of protection. They need some sort of uh, mitigation there. And they went through various iterations of clothes and the various cockpit ideas. But the halo won out. And when it came out, everyone was like, this is terrible. It makes the cars look horrible. It's ugly, whatever. As, as is always the case, people got used to it really quickly. And then there was no comment. And it's proven itself again and again and again on how safe it is. It saved Fernando Alonso at Spa. It saved Roman Grosjean at Abu Dhabi last year. And here's another example of yeah. just what it does to save drivers' lives. Oh my God, that that uh, that, that is something else. It really is a guardian angel. Eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, that halo thing, well said. Yeah. Because that, that, hey, this is for real problems. 
Like, we have problems in life. That, my good man, Lewis mm. Hamilton, Sir Lewis, you have survived and you can continue not to pay tax. Um, <laughs> shout to out your to heart's you. content. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen is um, Perez not handing that place back. Let's just get oh, straight to that. Like, word. I'm watching the race. I'm thinking, okay, now yeah. they've communicated what's happening. Yeah. You kind of know as well. Because yeah. what happened? They were still kind of checking it out in the background. But come on, Red Bull, just give them the place back. The way Perez was driving... I mean, uh, they were saying his speed at that stage was like, just give the place back and then overtake again. You yeah. were going to do... Spike, what is going on there? I, it, was, it was a bad day for the Red Bull pit crew, no doubt. I mean, there was Verstappen's pit uh, 11 seconds long, which is, you know, an anomaly in, in their line. They are the pit, the pit stop champions. But yeah, the Perez thing, as you say, every armchair pit crew member could go, he looked at it and went, no, just give it back because that's not legal. What you've, you've gained an advantage by cutting the corner. You've got to give the place back. Red Bull say they got hold of race control and didn't get a response. I say, dumbasses, you could see from a mile away that they were going to penalize him if he didn't give it back. <laughs> and as you say, they had the power, they had the pace. Give the place back. Take it back later. Yes! And get rewarded with a third place instead of crossing the line third and then being demoted to fifth. <laughs> Plus, like you say, it makes no sense. For me, here's my mindset, right? F1 aficionado that I am is mm. like, don't worry whether they're going to punish us or not. We can see how the race is going. We've, like you said, we've got the pace and the power. Yeah, yeah. Give it up. Then the five-second thing's eliminated. Don't yeah, worry about absolutely. it. Absolutely. See, their thinking would be like, oh, no, we know it's five seconds. We can get ahead and pull out that five seconds. But, mm. I mean, why risk it? It's for the biscuit. Oh. My man. <laughs> no risk it, no biscuit. That's for real, real. That's what they say on the streets. Um, Formula One. Hey, yesterday, Spike, I have to say this to you. Mm. And it, it it burns every part of me as a human being to say this. That was bloody enjoyable watching. That, I, I bloody enjoyed every single lap mm-hmm. from about the 23rd lap where I watched, obviously. Right. And through my viewing, I caused the incident of the year. Is But that was really, really Lewis. good. Yeah, man. Also, you nearly killed Lewis Hamilton. That's something to be proud of. Uh, who, who sings that song? Everybody knows... Almost doesn't count. Who's that? Sense of Brandy. It's Brandy. Shout Brandy. out to her. Brandy wow. Norwood. Her brother has been an electrifying figure in uh, the Kim Kardashian rise to fame, of course. Uh, we all, we've all. <laughs> I have, sh- literally have no idea who you're talking about. Um, um, Ray J. A guy called Ray J. He made, yeah. a, he made an adult I don't know video. I don't care. Okay. Well, I mean, now that you've asked, though, um, mm. much of you, Kim Kardashian heard of her? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So her, her trajectory to fame. Olympic um, for, uh, stepdad. Her father. No, by the way, it's. it's She's a woman now. Well, a woman, yeah, yeah. Actually, her real well, her dad. Her dad's a woman. No. Oh. No. But, uh, but, but, her dad is, um, was in the defense team for O.J. Simpson. The real dad. That, oh, right. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That oh, Kardashian, right. but also Bruce Jenner, who's also, now... Still Caitlin. Not, still Caitlin. not really caring. Caitlin yeah. Jenner. So, because mm. Spike cares about all things pop culture. Mm. Shout out to Ray J. He's also got Raycons right now. Very cool earphones from what I've heard. I, I've never actually used them, so... Shout out to Brandy Norwood. Almost doesn't count. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is very... Again, I- I'm not going to have this though. Now, let's not turn it into... Oh, Lewis is going to milk it. He's going to do the, the neck thing. <laughs> oh, that's run. what he's... He's going to get all of Michael DeBronio. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> oh, I'm Michael. Michael. So, how's it, Lewis? <laughs> I'm Michael DeBronio. Yeah. I'm Michael DeBronio. I heard you it's had a neck thing. It's not your fault. <laughs> you shouldn't pay because it's not, it's not your, your fault. fault. <laughs> 
Shout out Michael Debray Helping out one of the richest men in the world That's awesome Lewis has to do it Bring the neck brace to finish off uh, the press conference And go full drama, maybe a tear That's what I'd do to try and get the empathy card But like Christian Eriksen folks He's fine, I don't want to hear another word about Lewis Let's move on uh, This great sport uh, can move on uh, Just like we should from Christian Eriksen Plenty more coming up We'll talk about an incredible victory For a guy everybody seems to like Everybody seems to like this guy. Shout out to him being David Beckham's best mate as well. At Wimbledon, great suits uh, together. Uh, he, he looks like a, an absolute Portuguese superstar, uh, like a runway model, this guy. I, 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 I love him. I love him. Uh, yeah, I don't, he, is it Italian? Ricardo, huh? He's Italian. Yeah. Daniela. Is it, what's, his, what's his real name? His name's Daniel. Daniel. Oh, is it Daniel? Daniel Which, Joseph, I think. Yeah, but he's, he's of Italian descent. Yeah. So it's fitting that he won. Shout out, Daniel Carter. We'll talk about that on the other side, the MKT show. Cliffcentral.com. Oh, we had an incident we had to check it out. And that's broadcasting. (laughs) And that is broadcasting at its finest. At its finest. All right, let's get back into it. I'm not going to say how great are my puns, obviously. Lap it up. Eh? Oh, oh wow. let's go. This is what happens. You get it. Snowball. Snowball effect. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. Spike, I didn't want to get into how great my puns are. Let's well, get into the man we were talking about. Handsome face, Danny. Danny Ricardo. Mm-hmm. I mean, McLaren. Yep. Just just a sensational weekend for the romantic, I think. Uh, yeah. And, and also, just a, a great weekend, as I said, for a, for a great comeback story. Mm. Uh, you know, for, for the team, we've spoke about that. But for, for Danny Ricciardo as well, who, uh, you know, he didn't have a great time when he, by the time he'd left Red Bull. Uh, he had a, he kind of started getting into his groove at Renault, but then left uh, jump ship for McLaren. And has had a horrible time at McLaren since he's been there. So for him to finally put together a, a, a string of good weekends and then top it off with a win, also a great comeback story for, for Danny Rick as well. Now, a lot of people are going to say the greatest Austrian-Dutch human being to ever be involved possibly in Formula mm. 1 wasn't there because he tried to ride over Lewis Hamilton's head mm. and that's why Danny Ricciardo won. Yeah, yeah. Nova Stappen. Is that why Danny Ricciardo No, not at all. I think uh, I think Danny Rick had the, had the measure. McLaren also... Not just Daniel Ricciardo, but McLaren had the measure of Red Bull. And I think that had the race played out uh, as it should have without the incident, I think he still would have won. I think if there's any question about the results, it might have been that Norris might have struggled to, to, to stick to, to P2. But um, I think that uh, even with Verstappen, Ricciardo would have, would have come across the line first. Um, and I think that, uh, I, I just want to say at this point, that... I'm very happy that Ricardo won. I'm, you know, over the moon that McLaren won. I do kind of feel sorry for Norris because, given what he's done with that team over the years, and given how much he's grown as a driver, it's a little bit comically unfair that he didn't get the first win. Because I would have loved to have seen him cross the line in first place at Danny Rick second. I, I, I just feel a little bit sorry for the guy. I do like his passive-aggressive, professional thing. He knows the world's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mm-hmm. those who didn't hear it, is he does give a shout out to the team. Is, yeah. Does it serve us best if we let, uh, if I don't challenge Danny? What mm. he's saying is, let me through, guys, but yeah. I'm, I don't want to say that because I'm a pro. Yeah. But I like that he did that. That's so smart. Yeah. Like, that's the guy you want in your team. He, he clearly gets the whole thing. Right? Yeah. There, there's a whole game at play with Formula One. I like that he put it in their hands. That's, mm. that's called an alpha dog. It's like, does it serve us best 
for me not to challenge Ricardo, what he's saying is, guys, come on, I've been here forever. It should be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, again, it's it's that thing of, of the unknown of how much Danny Rick was sandbagging, for want of a better phrase, at that point. We saw it in the last race with Ocon and Alonso. Ocon getting on the radio going, hey, I tell, tell Fernando is going too slowly, let me pass. And then, you know, within three or four laps, Alonso pulled out the lead because you know, he was managing. The fact that uh, Dan Ricciardo comes across the line with the fastest lap on the last lap of the race yeah. just suggests that he had a lot more in hand and he was managing to an extent. So push comes to shove. If Lando had said, screw you guys, I'm going to go push and try to take that first place for myself anyway, we might have found that the Australian had a little bit of pace to spare and you know he was just managing his own race at that point. So there's no guarantee that he was slow or that, Ricca- or that uh, Norris was quicker. I-, I like that he was so happy for him. Like yeah, it, yeah. It's very easy for the guy to be sour there. Norris, every, and Norris knows everybody would have been on his side if he'd mm. been sour about it. Yeah. I kind of like that at the end. He gets on the radio again. Vamos, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So even if he's not, hey, that's called being a professional. And I think it's genuine. I don't think he's. I don't think he's putting on a show. I think he's genuinely happy to see the team win. I think some of his some of his uh, his body language afterwards suggested that he was his celebrations were a little bit muted. He didn't <laughs> jump into Danny Rick's arms and high five. They just like gave each other a casual hug afterwards. And you know his interviews, uh, Norris's interviews after the race were a little bit subdued. He said all the right things. He looked a little bit like he could have been happier. And I think that was what was on his mind. He's like, damn it, it should have been me. I think he was genuinely happy for the team. Yeah. I think he was genuinely happy for Ricardo. But I think he was also genuinely thinking. Why should have me? been me. Should have been me. Was it in uh, sync? You know, in sync. It's it, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. Hey, in sync. Mm. By the way, Spike. In case you didn't know this, yeah. James uh, was it Westlife? No, no. Paolo is the Westlife guy. Yeah. Uh, Senzo is in sync's biggest fan. Right. I didn't know this until Friday. Oh, by well, the way, well. he, he knows everyone in there. Uh, Paolo well, knew everyone from Westlife. Hmm? Yeah, personally. No, no, oh. but it felt like it, the way they oh. spoke about him. James, what was the boy band that you knew about? Westlife. Oh, okay, so have oh. I made a mistake here? Yeah. Him and Paolo. I know and Paolo. I know. Senzo got all touchy about NSYNC. Yeah. Um, which, for those listening and watching, we actually... And, and oh, just to clear up there, he didn't get touched by NSYNC. He got no, 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 touchy no, he about didn't get the, Okay, no. just to be clear. Um, we, we did, I, I wanted to share this with the listeners and the viewers. We did on the weekend, or I did at least... Um, try to come up with the sort of what's the fan group name for people that like NSYNC. And I came up with, uh, what was it, the Out of Sync? The Out, Out of, of Sync in Sinkers. Uh, and the Sink or Swims was also one of them. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's, the, what's the collective name for Westlifers? Um, the, I didn't think that far, Spike. I didn't know that question was coming today. You maybe should have. I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're doing on. a comprehensive report on right. boy bands. Yeah. Apples like, with apples. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, all right, James, not a very good report, but the out-of-sync in-sinkers is what you said, hey? Yeah, the out-of-sync in-sinkers or the sink or swims. The sink. Sink or swims. Senzo Setebe. Oh, I've got another one. Let's hear it. Uh, In-sync, the sinking man's Westlife. (laughs) Now, James, you must be in love with that because you love Westlife and everything you've ever done. I do love Westlife. That does bring my heart joy. <laughs> no, no, no. Instinct sold more records, like they've yeah. broken more records. Also, so, like, let's get the hell out of here, Westlife. Let, let's just let's just put this all into context. Yes. Which band had Justin Timberlake? That was it. Instinct. 
Well said. That's that's the end of that argument. Guys, not everything is a competition. We were just thinking it is. Man. No, you're you're making it a competition, yeah, James. You, yeah, no, no, it's a competition. It's definitely. And you're losing. And it's, it's, it's pop music. I mean, all it is is a competition. Most of those guys can't sing. I don't even know if Justin Timberlake can sing. Oh, heresy! So yeah, bye, bye, bye. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Like, Blasphemy. Justin Timberlake, I do love him though. Sure. Shout out to him getting uh, the who's the beautiful German lady that he's, he's married to now. No, he's not. He's married to. Uh, well, she's German American. Oh, she's got a German name. What's her name again? Biela. Bye, bye. Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jessica Biel. Oh, Biel. Jessica Biel. Biel. That's who it is. So good, good for them. They're gonna have a super baby who's obviously gonna. Dance no, but that guy's that guy's CV is. He's done some great work. Justin Timberlake, JT. Yeah. Winning Cry- everything. Crimea River, James, an unbelievable hit for those who've had a broken heart. You, you ever listen to Justin Timberlake in your dark moments alone, just thinking Crimea River, you don't need her, she, you were better than her? Uh, no, more, more boys to men for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> James. So the, the guy has real problems. I mean, yeah. uh, before we move off Danny Ricardo, um, there were some allegations, social media electrifying stuff. Mm, mm. Is, it is unforgiving. Hey, you think you're going to go to Monza and do something that's once in a lifetime, less than, I would say, in our lifetime, I'm only 80, so less than 79 people will do this, definitely, uh, whilst I'm still alive. I'm hoping to live another 80 years or so. Mm-hmm. Is he? You go and win Monza. You think, oh, everyone's gonna love you. Not social media. The spike, the most hilarious photo in the history of photos has come out, and I think a little unfair. But your your thoughts? Well, you know what? To be to be fair to social media, uh, I presume you're talking about the comparison, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. To be fair to social media, uh, it was me. I made the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's have a look. Just up. something struck me yesterday. Finally, we spoke about. Uh, um, George Russell looking a bit like that animated character from Ants. Yes. You know, that face. With, we've, we spoke about that. And then yesterday, Danny Ricardo was doing it, and I was like, hells, he looks like Donkey from Shrek. He does look like Donkey from Shrek. James, do we have that image? I mean, th- this is incredible scenes here. <laughs> it's, come on. Shame How close goes. is that? It's there. And I don't think this is unfair, actually. Now that I've seen it properly on a... Uh, we do have a, um, a monitor here about 42 inches. Mm. I am seeing it in HD. <laughs> it's the brown eyes, yeah. it's the nose, and it's the teeth. <sighs> that means Donkey's ridiculously good looking. That's <laughs> what Danny said. All the time, on Drive to Survive. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculously good looking. It's because I'm ridiculously good looking. Really? Yeah. yeah. All the hey, listen, while we're talking about what Danny Ricardo says, biggest surprise of the entire weekend. I don't know if you... Or you probably wouldn't have stayed till the very end to watch the driver interviews. No, no, no. The football team. Um, so, uh, David Coulthard was doing the post-race interviews uh, live uh, to worldwide television. Uh, and David Coulthard, being David Coulthard, thought he would be funny. He said, oh, well, you know, the Italian fans can't be too upset because uh, you're of Italian extraction. Aww. So, you won. So, maybe a few words in Italian for the fans to the Australian, Danny Ricciardo. Not realizing that Dan Ricciardo speaks Italian... And he, he basically said to the crowd, he rattled off an Italian for like 20 seconds. Oh, it was amazing. That is awesome. That's it was a big incredible. Flex. And I, had, I mean, I pride myself on knowing a bit about the drive. I had no idea that he spoke Italian. Oh, and he's like full on eating he, a pizza no, he, with the... Yeah, no, he properly, he properly gave the crowd a, a something to Sorry, was, um, was, was Rosberg there again? No, Rosberg oh, wasn't okay. there. Okay. Was, no, because he, he always shows up when Hamilton doesn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> they always have him no stand by. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, talking talk about Rosberg and Verstappen, um, I know there was, you know, we've covered the incident, but something I did want to mention that we, we haven't yet. Something for Verstappen fans to hold on to, right? The last time that Hamilton didn't finish a race because of a coming together, because of an accident, 
with his championship rival mm. was in 2016 in Spain. Uh, Hamilton and Rosberg had it coming together at turn three, I think, took each other out. That's the last time Hamilton didn't finish a race because of an accident with a title uh, contender. And who won the title in 2016? Nico. Nico Rosberg. It's oh, good stuff. If you are Austrian so, and Dutch and a yeah. Red Bull fan. So if you're, a, if you're a Verstappen fan, there's something to hold on to. You could actually end up with a champion if the... Uh, if the uh, the accident uh, yes. hypothesis it in to go by. You, you'd need about 400 incidents to go the same. You've you got to hope that, um, you know, Red Bull have employed every single engineer and the same psychologist. But I do see what you're saying. Yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're one of those people that believes a Sagittarius will find love next month, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. You, yeah. you, you could very easily do uh, sort of a correlation, causation mm. thing there. Absolutely. Just, just yeah. skip over any sort of logic. Yeah. So it happened to Nico. Yeah. Five years ago. So, you know, it could happen again. You know, lightning does strike twice. It does. Yeah. In fact, I live in Johannesburg. Lightning strikes... All the time. All the bloody times. Between 300 and 400,000 times a night. Yeah. So, there's that. I mean, that, that's a terrible saying. Mm. Um, even though I get what they're saying, but I mean, do me a favor. Just to go back real quickly, when are you getting your um, Verstappen jumpsuit delivered? James, don't you worry about that. I won't be spoken to like that by a guy who took uh, six months to get a haircut. Uh, questioning my integrity is. A, I was just asking. That's a good question, that's though. I mean, I, I, I can't just be big talk. No, you did say by the end of the season. Yeah, by the end of the season. So I'm going to need to get that Red Bull suit, is what you're saying. Time is ticking. Mm. Tick is what I am saying. Yes. <laughs> Time is ticking. All right, good pressure there, James, because uh, we, we did have um, a guy on who said it's a mindset thing, right? I can't just say stuff. i got to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, boy, oh boy. And, but, and, and maybe what should did he be say? Like the... He said, just do it. That's yeah. what you have to do. No, no that, that's also uh, Shoe Dog. Uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you've read it. Um, book about Nike, absolutely incredible. Uh, they said just do it. They did do that. that and is they've done. Thing. They have done it over and over again. And they and they are like you say. They are, are doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Do are Nike and it's Puma, right? The Puma. shoes. Yeah. What about it? Puma Formula and, One. Yeah. Not good. Not good. They need to. Ah. No, nah, change it. The, I, what's on the streets right now? Adidas is uh, that drip. But for, I don't know Formula One's... Nah, Formula One can't do Nike. Nah, Formula One is... is uh, and we should be charging for all of this, but we're not going yeah. to. Uh, OMP, Alpine Stars, Puma, Adidas, I think. Some uh, guys. Yeah, some guys. Although not even, because remember, I, I don't... Was it Ferrari? Oh, and sorry, AlphaTauri. Oh, jeez, <laughs> like that. Um, remember when they had the Goodyear... I remember having the Goodyear Formula One shoes. The I think it was Adidas. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, just... uh, was, yes, that's right. No, no, Adidas, well, maybe it was Goodyear as well, but they were Continental. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was my running shoes that were Continental. Yes, that's right. And they had a Formula One line. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I do remember that. So, But Formula One is like golf, right? They, they, oh, no, we're not doing sweat. Mm -hmm. We're not doing LeBron James nonsense here. Don't come play your hippity hop here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're not doing that. It's a bunch of rich I mean, guys. Everybody stay out. Yeah, I mean, even Tiesto was a bit of a push. Exactly. Wow, I should have spoken to Brad about Tiesta's waistline. I mean, that guy. It's a worry. Wowzers. All right. Well, keep spinning those discs, Paul. Um, Spike, you, you said something. Can Formula One learn anything from um, T20? Now, mm. for those who don't know what T20 cricket is, mm. is it's the biggest show right now, maybe on earth, because India has 1.3, between 1.3, Google always changes, between 1.3 <laughs> and 1.7 billion. Google always changes. I mean, no, people are having kids all the time. How many people are they having? 1.7 billion, I mean, you'd need to be having, what, 300 million a day? 
for it to change overnight. But okay, I'm not going to judge Indian people. It's a massive country, tough to count. Listen, I find it tough to count a box of matches. You ever try to do that? Why? No. Why would you do that? No. Do how bored were you? you? Do you see what it gets changed? Were you audit? Were you auditing? <laughs> We audit my matchbox. What, so what are you doing this weekend? I'm auditing my, my matchbox. So this has never happened to you guys where you... Do you know how much a box of matches is? One rand. No, but I... One whole rand. No, what I'm saying is you never as a child wanted to know how many matches are in this box. No. No. So it's just me. Yeah. And, and that was murder because you'd lose one, rolls away. But my point was... That's exactly why I don't count matches. Yeah. I can't even count a matchbox. Imagine trying to count they, 1.7 billion people. Did they not let you out at Hilton that you had to count matches it, on the, the weekend? The prison, I told you. Mm. In prison. No, in prison you don't get matches. Guys, don't oh, yeah. be so hard on him. This is the same child that used to eat mayonnaise out, out of the, the jar. Out the bottle with as a, as a kid. <laughs> don't don't be so assume. hard on him. You are a... What? Oh, oh, let me tell you a traumatic story. It, it, and... Like, my parents, are, my mom's the less strict one, but I did have my nightmare. I have told the story before where, I don't know if you've ever, if you have an incident in your life where you can see every moment happening because, you know, trauma gets blocked out. But this one, because of the way it happened and because of my lack of uh, size, strength and height at the time, it really happened in slow motion was, so my mom in the end figured out this guy's a nightmare, an absolute terror of a human being. I'm probably uh, between the ages of six and nine i can't exactly remember so she's putting the big and back then she was buying the big oh, glass no. mayonnaise oh yeah no, i won't oh, be yeah. stopped so i do that <laughs> so here's what i do i do the chair thing you, i don't know if you ever did this to try and get something is the chair because i'm too short to climb on the cupboard so the chair thing now i'm on not only the cupboard but i'm on my tippy toes but all i have left Damn. is the chair over here no so i'm doing the single hand reach Oh, oh wow. for, a, for a bottle of mayonnaise, it's about the same size as you. Absolutely, and it's the monster one. The yeah. the, oh, but now it's this one, and I'll never forget it. The classic. Oh no, I don't. I don't actually have any sort of physicality. Bang! I've gone too far because I'm pulling it. You know when you pull yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. it, Boom! I do too much on the last one. On your head. See it flipping, and I'm watching it now. On my head. Bang! Floor mayonnaise everywhere yeah. and now but i did the oh, I, I can rem, i'm actually getting anxious talking about it right yeah. now yeah. because i can remember it and i thought oh my god so it's my, so, it's my last day on earth oh my god so now do you order when you order things do you order no mayo because you get P ptsd I, I i don't eat mayo anymore yeah i'm not surprised no, uh, makes sense yeah so real thing that happened to me so shout out to james uh, for triggering my ptsd wow. there i'm oh, sure yeah. your whole family I was actually, no potato salad i was no to <laughs> your side <laughs> Is what I was doing. Sorry, what's that, James? I was trying to take your side. They were ganging up on you. I wanted to butt in and not let them. No, you made it worse. I did. I did. On purpose, actually. Yeah, no, no. I, I, see, I see what you were doing there. You, you were doing the whole pretending I'm on your side. Was, thing. It, was it close to Christmas? I can't remember. That, that sort of trauma well, has been... Yeah, because, I, I mean, you've eliminated the whole family. No potatoes added. Yeah. No beetroot. And my mom's like the cook person as well. So oh, 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 wow. I'm surprised I, you're still alive. Because the thing is, so <laughs> I, I wasn't, as I said, it was too high above my head, right? So I saw it coming, felt it hitting my head, and then it's just, oh, just wait for the sound. Yeah. And there was, there was maybe the worst day of my life. And what's what's going to make it worse? just to tie it back to F1 which is what we're talking about here, yeah 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 is that uh, when we go to the Belgian Grand Prix you can't have uh, you can't have chips and mayo 
Me? Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. By the way... So you can't go to the Belgian Grand Prix, I'm, I'm sorry. It's pointless going there. For those people who don't know what Spike is talking about, obviously anything creamy you want to go to uh, Belgium. I don't know if I've said this before on the show to you guys, but I once went to a mayonnaise um, festival, like a carnival, just for mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, real thing. Real thing, in Bruges. You're I was obsessed. <laughs> no, I was there. I was no, like, you're obsessed. No, when I saw it, I thought, are you kidding me? It's the best day ever. A whole carnival, <laughs> a whole fair for mayonnaise. What are these people doing? Oh. And I was in there, moving, grooving. Now, Belgium, same thing as Germany. Love the beer. So it was more about beer and interacting. But yeah, never didn't. who thought a thousand different types of mayonnaise exist on, on this planet. Um, so you're saying, uh, what can Formula 1 learn from T20, by the way? That's where we were. Yeah, so T20, shortened form of the game, more exciting, yeah, whatever, the, you know, whether it's got to detractors or not, you know, everyone, everyone's, you know, everyone's a critic, so it'll always have detractors. But interestingly, Formula 1's introduced this uh, sprint race concept for, or sprint qualifying concept, 100 kilometers shortened version of the race. Uh, at Monza, that translated to 18 laps. When the safety car came out yesterday, uh, there were 25 laps remaining, I think, and the racing was intense. Yep. You know, everyone was on the edge of their seat because now, you know, can Dan Ricciardo hang on to the win? Is, uh, you know, is Norris going to get ahead of him? Bottas was charging through the field. Uh, was Perez going to give the place back? All kinds of things going on. Uh, and they condensed that racing into 25 uh, laps. Uh, no changes of tires like there is in sprint qualifying. Oh, thanks, Trent. <laughs> That's your watch. No, thanks. Uh, so, my point is, you know, Maybe maybe there's an opportunity to condense the F1 races rather than having a sprint qualifying and a, a race of 75 laps. Maybe have two shorter events and call them races. Just Ooh, you know, you're messing with. Maybe me. that's heresy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. Being I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying. That it's, a, it's a suggestion. It, it's you know that's what just occurred to me yesterday. Okay, as an F1 aficionado. You've already taken the sound away from us. Mm-hmm. Not this. One trauma per lifetime. But next year, there's no DRS, so... And everyone hates DRS. We're going to talk about that. Right. Because I did read a little bit this morning. I want to talk about that next week. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the next race. Obviously funded by Vladimir Putin. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, and the whole... Such and I have actually skied at the place where the Olympics were. Or oh. snowboarded, because I'm not a loser. I would never be caught on skis. Although, having said that, I'm getting older. I should probably learn to yeah. ski. It is way less punishing than snowboarding. Um... <laughs> So they're off to Sochi, um, a place, a, a mysterious place, by the way, in Russia, really? <laughs> a, a very, very interesting area, uh, all military all the way until it's just very nice all of a sudden. But um, what are we thinking? What, what are we expecting? Well, it's uh, some people would say it's a foregone conclusion. Since uh, Sochi joined the the, uh, the the circuit eight seasons ago, no one has won there except Mercedes. Uh, Hamilton's won four, Bottas has won two, Rosberg has won one. So Mercedes goes really well at Sochi, uh, and I don't really suspect that it'll be any different this year. The only caveat to that is Christian Horner, before Monza, came out and said, well, Monza and Sochi are, you know, Red, Bull, Red Bull's going to be on the back foot. Mercedes have definitely got the advantage. Mercedes didn't have such an advantage at Monza. Uh, they didn't seem like they were that far ahead of Red Bull at any stage of the weekend. So maybe we're, you know, maybe Red Bull's going to have a few surprises at Sochi as well but uh, all things being equal it's probably going to be Mercedes-Benz's weekend especially considering Max Verstappen has a three-place grid penalty because of the turn two incident Monza and also Red Bull are likely to take an engine change penalty for Verstappen because he's not going to make it to the end of the season without swapping an engine one more time that'll come with another set of penalties so Red Bull's probably going to just chuck it all in one go and say right wherever Verstappen qualifies he's going to have eight places uh, to make up during the race. So if he qualifies on pole, three places for uh, the penalty, five places for the engine, and, you know, let's just get it over and done. Let's take all our medicine with one thing yes. and get it done. So, 
it's going to be a tough weekend for Red Bull. Uh, and I think you're probably likely to see that uh, Mercedes are going to do very well there. How McLaren does with Mercedes power, that's uh, a bit of an unknown. But I look forward to what they can do uh, after Monza. Looking forward to it. Russia brings a whole... <laughs> I, I, I advise people to take lots of money because everything's 10 times more expensive. But if you want to just see a different part of the Western world per se, go to Russia. Mm. Sends off. You, you, you'll be a successful uh, person very, very soon. Uh, you're working your way. Go to Russia. I think you'll enjoy it. You're a bit of a different cat as well. well what did you say earlier? I'm built different. I'm built different. So you, uh, the Russians, <laughs> they are built different. Sochi, an interesting place. Spike, fantastic today. Uh, Senzo, Formula One. you got to watch it, pal. If you don't watch it, you, this is what you miss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Me and Spike, aficionados, what are you doing? No, don't worry about me. What do you mean, don't worry about you? You don't miss the race. About, I miss the race. I because... thought you cared about Lewis Hamilton. Of course I do care about him. Do you? The guy nearly died. You weren't even there for him in the, as emotional support. But he wasn't. He didn't die. He didn't die. That's so true. Like Christian Eriksen, he's absolutely fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Senzus Tebe has said it. We don't need to make the whole sport about him. Although he is maybe the greatest driver of all time. Uh, that, you know, I'll let you argue that at home. So maybe the whole sport is about him. And he says, I nearly died. And the whole sport nearly died with me. That's what I'd say about him. <laughs> he's going to come out in a neck brace next race. Ladies and gentlemen. Milk it. You've got to. Oh, Lap that, it up. And then, do you, Does he still have the bloody L thing? Like... Working class? Is he still faking that? No, yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Is he got, like, nah. No, he's never had a he's never had a strong Cockney accent. He's, I, I, he's from Stevenage. He's never going to get away from that. If, yeah. If I was him, I'd go full Cockney. So bloody hell, he done me a kipper. Boys, it was great today. Uh, my name is MKT. Uh, that that was Formula One talk. My name is MKT. This is the MKT show. But for now, we are the hell out of here. Cliff Central. Dot com.